Hello. Hello. Oh no. You can there we go. unprepared. I yeah. <laughs> unprepared as usual. Pre prepared. I, sh I should let I should not like prolong like episodes or cuz you forget how to use equipment and the computer <laughs> stops working. But I think it took forever for Skype to open. I don't know what it's doing. I think it might have been doing some kind of update. Some virus. I think I think it has AI now. Oh yeah. I think I think I, got, I was looking at a message from Skype. I but I didn't get a chance to read it completely. But I'm pretty what? sure it said something about AI. And so, what it's welcome. listening to us. Yeah, welcome new AI overlords to the show. At least we have one listener. <laughs> right? It's good. That's good. Plus, yeah. plus one. Plus one. Yeah. It's Bill and Mike plus one. <laughs> Brunchy has come alive. Brunchy is back. It's back, baby. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. So... I was Chuck, sick. Yeah, I was going to say, have you uh, recovered? Yeah, I'm pretty much recovered. It was a weird cold, man. I had a bad Sunday. I had a, a bad Monday, but I worked. Tuesday, I stayed home because I was exhausted, and that was pretty good. Wednesday sucked, and Thursday sucked, and then Friday was good. <laughs> So Maybe. I don't, I, it was weird because usually I have a cough that, I still have a cough, but it like lingers. Do you know what I mean? This one didn't linger. It's very bizarre. Yeah, well, every, every vir virus or whatever seems to affect you differently. It's weird, it can, it can even affect different people differently. Like if my kids have a cold and then I get it. Like, each of us will have, like, a little bit different reaction to it. Yeah. It's depending upon, I guess, how your immune system reacts. Yep. Although, in general, they're similar. <sighs> yeah, both of my kids have been sick recently, so. Yeah, I, I know it Tis wasn't COVID, but I don't know what it was. But usually, I mean, almost 90% of the time, I can't get over a cough. Without going to the doctor, like on my own. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah, I don't know if it's because of my asthma or, or something like that, but I just can't. Probably. Like... Does asthma affect like the strength of your lungs, or is it just? Uh... No, it's more like blockage, like. Okay, like some kind of inflammation or something. Yeah, it's inflammation. That's what it okay. is. Yeah, I guess that could limit your lungs ability to expel the bad stuff so it kind of sticks around yeah and if it sticks around then it can grab a, a stronger foothold mm -hmm. so that's logical that's, so that's like a... uh when i was sick i didn't want to read comics like i i didn't i don't know why it is but like i just don't have the energy to to read yeah. comics even in the middle of the night when i usually like to read but um and sometimes when you're sick you have like a little bit of a brain fog going on yeah it was like a brain fog and i didn't i mean of all the five days i worked four of them 
and the yeah, one oh, so the, you, the, you expended the, all your mental energy on yeah on during the well what i had i wasn't a hundred percent that's for sure right. yeah, i was getting getting stuff done but i was dragging ass because it just yeah. like just didn't have the strength yeah hopefully you didn't get your your uh office mate sick i wore a mask i don't think so plus yeah. For the, I mean, majority of the week, I was by myself. Like, okay, yeah. They moved me into an office, and right now I don't have a office mate, so I have my own office. And then I thought you said you did have an office mate, or you're gonna get one. I was gonna get one, but uh, I don't but have one. They found out that they were going to be in an office with you, and they said, "I'm not yeah, going to be they, in an office they, with that they, guy." They, they, I don't want to be with that cocksucker. It's like, <laughs> well, he doesn't talk about comic books. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in that comic book infested <laughs> office of germs. <laughs> Fuck that. And then the other time I'm in the a, lab, me at a there toy was store. nobody in there but me for the most part all week. Yeah. Well, that's good, and I'm glad you're getting over it. It's always a good feeling to be at the end of a cold and be like, wow, yeah. I feel normal again. They should appreciate it. That's what they say. Yep. The bad times help you appreciate the good times. Mm-hmm. And if so, you have good times all the time, then you can appreciate them all the time. <laughs> yeah, when I'm sick, I don't like to watch, like, I don't like to watch, like, new stuff for one thing i don't exercise so i don't watch any new material and then when i'm not at when i am watching tv i just watch the office and and seinfeld and i watched a lot of dobie gillis um because it was on that that was weird i I was i was streaming it on amazon okay uh season one and i think i might have made it to season two but I spent a whole day. The, the day that I stayed home, I just kind of like watched Dobie Gillis, like the entire day. That's all I did. And, Nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I didn't. It it was it was weird because I was streaming it and it got to episode four and it said, "Oh, I'm not avail. Episode four isn't avail- available, except behind a paywall." And I'm like, "Oh, maybe they only have." The first three free, and then you have to buy the rest, right? Yeah. And, no, I jumped from issue episode four to episode five, and then it started streaming again. So it's like one was behind the paywall. It was weird. (laughs) Oops, someone screwed up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, I did. I like that it's on, was it on Freebie? Uh, It could be. I sometimes get them. You get commercials? Yeah, it was commercials. So yeah, by the freebie. Freebie. But I heard Amazon is going to start showing commercials too. I thought that was That's Netflix. No, That's... not if you. Netflix is not, but but if you're paying for a certain level, you're not going to get them. Okay. I think eventually that's what they're all going to do. That they're going to have a. Yeah, it's the only way to make money. Or buy the only way new product to grow yeah. their. To quote unquote grow. Yeah. Or or yeah, or, or keep their numbers up. I don't so much mind it. If you lose customers, how do you keep making money? 
keep the investors happy, charge them, charge people more. Charge people more or show them commercials. Yep. Don't make money off commercials. And at some point, you charge them so much that you're going to have that a reduction every, of subscribers. That, that everyone's going to go back to cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. People will be like, wait a second, I'm paying like $100 between all these services. Why don't I just get cable again? Then I get everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. It is different. It is different, yeah. I know. I don't think people really go back. People but a lot of like direct TV, though, now. like I still have direct TV. And for the most part, if you subscribe to direct TV, I'd say 60% of the stations are on demand, like streaming. Yeah. So it has like its own on demand. Right. If you buy HBO, you get HBO on demand or Max or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Yeah. All of them now have their. Because they know that's how people like to watch things. Watch it, yeah. People don't want to sit there. Schedule their time. Survive in in today's market. What is this, the 80s, where you have to schedule your time and pay attention to when stuff's going to air? Yeah. I didn't realize how beatnik uh, Maynard was. Oh, he's very beatnik, yeah. No, but he, he, he dresses like a slob. Like, his clothes isn't even washed. He sits there and lis- listens to Dizzy Gillespie and has no other life. Like, there was an episode there where he's stressing out his dad and everybody wanted to get rid of him, so he joined the army. And... Uh, it, it's it, it, he was gone for a couple episodes because he had joined the army. Oh wow! And uh, Dobie went to go visit him in the army, and like he was already like uh, in charge of his unit, and everybody <laughs> had like those little go- goaties <laughs> that was oh, in nice. his unit. <laughs> so. Oh, so is that like a story where the 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 good for nothing kid goes to the army and suddenly? Or go somewhere, and all all of a sudden he's in charge, and yeah, and and, and, and like, he seemed like he was disciplined then. You yeah, know? he's like like he's I'll get totally you to, to military school. And then you say he's a changed man, and then he comes home and he just re- re- what's it called regresses. Yeah, <laughs> becomes his old self. Oh, classic it, it started because his Love dad it. was like he was all stressed out. He's like, how am I going to pay this bill? Because he got a phone bill, and he's like. You know, Maynard, what did you do? Like, what, what what, did you do? Who did you call? And he goes, I don't remember. Made a long-distance call. Well, he made a long-distance call to Dizzy Gillespie in, like, another country. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched a lot of Dobie Gillis. I need to. Yeah, it's. I used, to, lo- like I, I used to love it. And there. Yeah, I don't remember it ever being on, like, when I was young, like, as one of the shows that was on constant repeat or anything it might have been maybe I just it, it is funny because the girl he's after like he's after this blonde right and he like is just infatuated with her and she only cares about like money like well she wants somebody that it has has money because her dad is sick and her mom isn't working and she knows that she has to marry somebody that has money so 
he mm-hmm. there's this one cool episode where she's falling for the guy who has a different suit every every you know every day at school like he's got a new suit and he's like uh, wow fancy, fancy duds kid, you know yeah. this guy has duds and like Dobie's like if you ever watch Dobie Gillis he's got that thinker statue he sits in front of you know that's in the thinking pose yeah I think and he, he he like ponders shit and he's not very good at anything like math or science like he's horrible He's he he loves to write poetry is what is is what his thing is, and uh, he he's pondering well how am I going to compete for this girl if I can't wear a different outfit, so he he goes to a a tailor which is really smart, and he asks him how his sales are and he goes not good you know people aren't buying new suits, and he goes well let me advertise it for you for free. And every day you give me a new suit, I'll take it to school and, you know, I'll be (laughs) advertised, show it off. So he does this like for weeks and he's competing with that real rich guy and that rich guy's buying these suits from the tailor shop. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty ingenious actually. And and then the girl, when she had to choose, you know, she says, I, I choose Dobie because he has ingenuity he doesn't have any money but he like thought his way through it you know mm-hmm. right whereas the other kid has now has a bunch of suits which what the hell do you need yeah suits for <laughs> so and she says how do i know you already have them you already have the money how do i know you're going to be able to be smart enough to keep the money right and, not just spend it. yeah and not just spend it and and Dobie's like he has nothing and he has the, the potential, ingenuity yeah. potential. He that's exactly what she used the word potential. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty neat. And there's one girl that's really good at science that really loves him, but he wants nothing to do with her. What year was that show made? I don't know if it was 60s or I, I would think somewhere in the 60s. Probably. I was thinking late 60s, early 70s, maybe. Yeah, because of the beatneck thing. I, I I never saw it as a kid. I saw it more as a teenager in syndication. It might have been like one of those Nick at Nights or something, you know. <coughs> What's the date on this? Oh, it's, oh, it's earlier than we thought, so it's, it's early 60s. Yeah. 59 through 63. There you go. And it's available on all the streaming services. No surprise. Maybe I could go find episode four on another streaming that's service. That's right. You can finally watch episode four. Unless that's yeah. the one episode that... Maybe it's a controversial episode. Yeah, it could be. Or like some kind of licensee or something issue. Maynard drops LSD. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, (laughs) gotta be careful where I go with this one. (laughs) And fondle somebody? Is that what the word? Yeah, I I was, I was, I was struggling to find what he would fondle, which they wouldn't be too offensive. Oh, there you go. I'll say fondles himself. (laughs) Well, now, now now I'm gonna go watch the episode, so see, see what happens. That all the controversy is about. Yeah. Everyone, do your homework. Find out what Dobie is up to. 
What did Maynard do behind the shed? <laughs> tripping his ball, tripping balls. So what have you been up to? <sighs> the usual. We uh, we got a lot of snow. The beginning of or beginning and mid of January. That it's going away now. Now we this week or the last couple of days have been above freezing, so it's melting now. Yeah. We had about, I don't know, seven inches maybe total. Wow. Nothing like Buffalo, but it was Yeah, we, uh, we've had we've had some snow, but not a lot. One day though it was fr- like super freezing, so I was driving to work. And the car, like four cars ahead of me, actually slid across all three lanes and crashed oh. in, crashed into the the side of the dirt without hitting a car during rush hour, and I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> I, how how do you fucking do that? Like, it it was like it was That's like God was timing, like yeah. guiding his car, because like he was within inches of hitting something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. that I even hit my the, brakes and I started sliding a, a because huge, I was like, I didn't want to get part of that, so I like pumped the brakes a little bit and mm-hmm. I started sliding. And it looked like there was nothing, like there wasn't like a lot of snow on the ground. It was just like black ice. Yeah, you guys get a lot of ice, right? Uh, sometimes it depends on the temperatures, like. The other yeah. day it was snowing bad and I had physical therapy. She was a good physical therapist too. She hurt hurt me bad, but god damn did it feel better. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like really hurting my arm bad. Like I was almost in tears. And, and she I would say, God damn that hurts and she'd just keep doing it. <laughs> she like rubbing on it or It was uh what do they call those? Massages Stress. like uh like a deep tissue massage? Yeah, yeah, it was like a deep tissue massage. Oh, she's, she's But it was fuck. it it was fucking deep. Like she was pushing hard. Moving your yeah, moving where your my, uh, where are my muscles muscles torn? around. Like yeah. yeah, where it's fucking torn. Oh, so she's trying it, to put it, like, it back where it's supposed to be. I don't know. It like stretched the fuck out of it. Like I don't know. Yeah. It like loosened it up. It's it's oh, okay. been feeling better. Yeah. I still can't lift a lot, but I can lift a lot more. So is that what happened? You tore a muscle? Um, I, I tore... T- how do they call it? Fibers in the muscle? Like a okay. bunch of tears. But I didn't like uh, tear it through. You didn't tear it off? You yeah. Just, uh, okay, you just kind of stretched Wh- it too far. Which they say is sometimes it's worse than actually just tearing it because... What? Well, that's what the doctor said. In terms of rehab... It takes longer for the body to... Yeah, to like fix those little tears then fix the millions of little tears <laughs> yeah dang well I'm glad the physical therapy is yeah but i, I had to drive there in the the snow like and it yeah. was but it was like 32 so it was like there was nothing like it wasn't slippery it was just like slush yeah yeah But yeah, you've gotten the bad weather. Yeah, we had, uh, I think it was my, after the winter break, the the first day my youngest son was supposed to go back to school, they 
canceled school that day because it was it was snow. It was supposed to snow all day, so they just canceled it, and it did snow all day. So, and then another day they canceled, I think, because it was too cold. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another thing. It was so cold. It was like below freezing for or below zero for like several days. Below zero, below zero is cold, man. Especially with the wind. Oh, with the wind chill, God, yeah. Below zero, it's like you go outside and you breathe in. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> I think I just froze my throat. Like it's no, no, that's like noticeably cold. Like everything is like solid. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're afraid to touch anything outside because it's going to break. Yeah, or you'll get stuck to it. Yeah, don't lick anything. A frostbite. So, yeah, his his first week back, I think they were supposed to go for... I think they had the Monday off, and then Tuesday was canceled, and, like, the Thursday was canceled. So you end up, like, having, like, two days. Like, that's a good way to go back to school. Nice and easy. Yeah. Perfect. But now we're, I think we're supposed to be above freezing for a while, so. Yeah, we've been. I don't mind this. We've been on a cycle where it's like two days of snow, five days off. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we're dealing with. Yeah, we've kind of had that for the past few years. Man, when I was a kid living up in Canada, we used to. It would snow. snow all the time. Yeah, it would snow at the beginning of winter and then it would melt. In the spring. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not a hockey player. Yeah, I never never got into the hockey. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, we did play like on like street hockey type stuff, but... Yeah, I never... Uh... Well, I mean, to... To do ice skate hockey, you have to like... Be taken to the rink and practice and stuff. <laughs> and you're you not gonna do good, any of that. You have to become a good skater. You had no. My parents never never took me to the ice skating rinks. So. Ah, I played baseball. I didn't play hockey. You're like Todd McFarlane. I am. I'm a lot like Todd McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to an interview with them, and they were they were asking him about you know like you were Canadian and you were into hockey. Why weren't you into hockey? And he was like because he came from America to Canada and his dad traveled a lot is like if you weren't born into the hockey you you weren't like in the hockey because you were no good like you could everybody was like born you know they would just do it oh, as yeah. a kid Who, like, grew up playing yeah playing and it was like kids. but nobody in Canada knew baseball so i was like really good <laughs> yeah, so that's why he thrived in baseball ah interesting because everybody needed been... to learn from him. How old was he when he moved to Canada? He must have been a little older. I think he was a teenager. Yeah. So he's he probably moved to Canada when I around when I moved out of Canada or the age when I moved out of Canada. Yeah, could be. I guess I don't really have that excuse because I was I was in Canada though when since I was. I think he's slightly older than us. He might be in 57 or so, 58. Yeah. He's a pretty smart guy. I like him. 
I mean, I he remember... wasn't always smart. Like, his business decisions are not smart. I understand why he did them. Because he wanted something to be more loose when it should have been not. But... I, yeah, I get I get what he I get why he tried to do what he was doing try to get away from that corporate mentality but it just backfired. Yeah, he was trying to be a nice guy or or, or something. Yeah, he should have just put stuff in. Writing. Yeah, when it comes to business, you got to you got to play the game. <coughs> or else it come and backfire. Yeah, you might lose in the end. I do remember, I was going back to hockey. I did, uh, when we were kids, I remember collecting hockey cards. Yeah, I had a few. I remember collecting hockey cards, and I remember collecting, uh, like, WWE cards. I collected football, baseball, and I had some hockey, but I... I wasn't watching hockey in New Mexico. Like, I didn't give a shit about it. So when I got across hockey, it was part of a larger trade like i i didn't care someone threw in a couple i I needed a terry bradshaw (laughs) card so i had to get a few hockey cards in the process but i would trade for teams i liked then teams and and get rid of the cards i i didn't like and i hated the cowboys so it was easy to get rid of cowboy cards because everybody wanted them in new mexico yeah. And I remember one time in grade school, I don't know, this must have been a school event. I don't know why they did this, but there's the, like a minor league hockey team. Yeah. Like we went to go see them or something. They had like a signing. They they had like, they released their, their own baseball cards and then we went to see them and they like signed all their cards for us. Yeah, it's probably got some, Pat, you know, Patrick Waugh or something in there, and and you don't even <laughs> I know. I know. You're I like trying to find those. Shit. Let's see if there became anyone. That was exciting though. I'm really a rich. You could be exciting. rich right now. Could be. Could be. I could re- retire. There's my gold. dream. I don't even know where my cards are though. I'm when no do you idea. think you'll retire in reality? No, wait, wait. Let me let me ask it this question. I don't think I can answer that question. No, no. Let me ask you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you two questions. Sure. When would you like to retire? And uh-huh. no, when is the best time that you think you could retire? Like at the earliest you possibly could retire. And when when is the reality of that retirement? I, I I honestly don't know. So what's the what's the retirement age like for? Uh... I think it's sixty six now. Maybe it's sixty seven for Social Security. Well, Social Security and for four hundred one k. Uh, four hundred one k I think is fifty nine and a half. Oh. Okay. And Social Security. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, honest. I I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't crunched the numbers or anything. Do you have pension too or no? Uh, I do, but it's not. It's, it's not like that hardly, much. It's hardly because they they get killed the pension like after like a couple of years after I got hired. Well, they killed our pension, but it lasted a long time. So, I mean, if I wait till sixty six, it's a good chunk of money. Um, it's like four grand a, a month just for the pension. Dang. Yeah, 
That's pretty good. <laughs> and then I have 401k, and then I and have an IRA. Is that, that's if you you have to work until that age? Like, what's that based on? What? Oh, no, no. You, you get penalized on pension if the earlier you retire. But are you just penalized for the time before 66 or whatever? I think so. And then it goes to full when once you turn. It, it degrades like a certain percentage, like come if you bring the years in. The earlier years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't done the math on on all that stuff. When would I like to retire? I mean, I I would like to retire a little early. I don't think I'm gonna be able to retire super early. Like, wh what are you thinking? Like 62, or is the earliest? <clears throat> In reality, is 66, or what do you what are you thinking? I I, I haven't I haven't done the math. Mm. Well, if we get a, a place for both of us and split it halfway, yes. what does that do? And we get our wives to agree to it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to do the math. Do the math. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I... I I guess what I'm what I, I I wanted to retire at 55 and I I, I think I failed but um now now yeah, reality is looking on. like 59 and a half at least that's what I'm shooting for but I'm looking to go part-time in one year so if that pans out that could be a game changer in what way? Because I only have oh. to work 30 hours a week. You mean in terms of your... In terms of time. Your... Like, just having yeah. it. Instead of working yeah. 45 to 50, I'll be working 30, period. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. I don't like working 50 hours anymore. I, I do it... But they 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 really fucked us at the new um, system. I used to be able to roll my Fridays into the, the the next week, and now I can't do that. I can only roll forward one week or one week back, but I can't roll. I can't have a rolling Friday like I normally do. So what that means is if I if I don't take it that next week, I lose it. Which is bad. Oh, so you're continuously rolling it? Yeah, I was able to continuously roll <clears throat> like it. Like how, how many hours? Well, I'll, well, it depends how many hours I worked on Friday. If I leave early, I'd roll four. If I didn't leave early... I mean, sometimes I'd hit overtime on Thursday and I couldn't do shit about it. But whatever I did on Friday was into the following week. And it, it helped out, like... Oh, I have a doctor's appointment here, and I gotta do this. I gotta do an oil change or do whatever the hell. I could I could actually schedule it and but the, be able the, to flex it. Now now it's not as flexible. But why isn't it? Because now aren't you just taking the? You can just take off the extra hours because you know you're gonna be making them up on later in the week. So it balances <sighs> out. Because it's just not as flexible, like. I don't know how to explain it. But it's the same it. thing. It's just contained in no, the No, no, because if I don't use that Friday, because I don't always get to choose when I take off. 
like sometimes work says no you can't fucking take off you you got to get this deadline done mm-hmm. then i lose it whereas before i could just keep rolling it i could keep rolling it into the next week yeah and that this week i only have the flexibility to roll one week which is not as good but and they lowered our um well, I guess you should be happy that they lowered our our rollover. We used to be able to roll over four hundred hours or accumulate four hundred hours of vacation. How many? Is which is a hours? lot. That's a that fucking. Doesn't seem like a lot. Where's my calculator? <laughs> it's like it's like twenty weeks. Twenty weeks. Yeah. Wait, but is it? Wait, no, wait, it's four hundred. Forty divided by <laughs> four hundred. Wait, it's how many like hours? Six thousand hours. A hundred weeks. weeks. <laughs> that's like 365 days. <laughs> 40 weeks. Wait, what, how many did you say? 300? 400 hours. 400. Divided by 40. Yeah, 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Wait, wait, 400. <laughs> what's 400 divided by 40? That's a tough one. <laughs> I think we overcomplicated, we overcomplicated the math. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, AI listener. <laughs> He's pissed now, man. I think we might have just broke the, uh, the Skype. <laughs> Poor Skype AI. <laughs> Ten weeks? That's ridiculous. Wait, what? What is this? That's how much you can carry over? That's how much we could carry over. Now, now it's down to two fifty. We used to be able to carry over five days. Now, now you can't do five. It's now we have unlimited lose. vacations, so. So you could do. So it's irrelevant. But <laughs> you, you can don't roll use it, it over. If you don't, if you don't well, use it, a, you don't use it, you lose it. But you can take as much as you want. So. Well, if you lose it, do you get paid out or no? No, because you don't technically get any. Official days off. Use or lose, so you better use it. I guess you're worse, much worse than than I am, so I can't complain. This is weird because theoretically you have unlimited vacation, but you don't really because you still have work to do, and you can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna take like three months off. <laughs> I'll see you later." Well, I, I've never heard of unlimited vacation. That sounds very fishy. It's a thing companies are doing now. Because I think they've realized that if you give people unlimited vacation, they end up taking less vacation. <laughs> Cuz if I well I should say if you have a if you have a company where you have a lot of older employees that have a lot of vacation, like say you get like 8 weeks of vacation. Yeah. If you suddenly get switched to unlimited vacation, like if you have 8 weeks of vacation, you're going to try and use up all your 8 weeks of vacation, right? Right. But if you have unlimited vacation, you may only use like six weeks of vacation because you're not pressured to use that last two weeks of vacation. I don't know anybody that gets eight weeks of vacation. I, I, I don't know why I said eight weeks. <laughs> a... I earn three. No, I earn four. Yeah, I should have said four weeks of vacation. I earn four weeks, but um, that's a lot if you only take like two vacations, though. And you have a benefit of rolling hours because if you rolled hours from the previous week, then it's not a full 40. You're you're taking 32, right? 
So that's so, that's so confusing. Oh, you subtract eight that you worked on the yeah. Friday before. Yeah, back when I had whatever four weeks, I used to always roll over a week. So I would have five weeks every year. And but, but then some people that four. are listening are like, <laughs> "Fuck, I don't get any vacation." You know, like you fuckers. Yeah, we've been at our companies for thirty Long years, time. so that's that's how we've accumulated these kinds of well i yeah hours but now i have unlimited so even new hires get the same amount as me yeah well that was my short-term goal is to hit 30 years because that's a little bit of a miracle in itself to hit 30 years with the same company how many how far am i from 30 years (laughs) one year one year yeah one year away you're like one year behind me in age and Yep, one, one year, year behind, behind you yeah. and everything. So I'll retire the year after you do. I guess that should be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> As the pattern has proven. I saw The Beekeeper, and that was troublesome. I, that movie is about these big financial organizations that were taking advantage of the elderly. Like, they had those guys that call the elderly and take over their computer and take take over their bank accounts and they consider it a game but they fucked with the wrong woman like, because like scammers yeah they scammed the wrong woman yeah. because it was uh, Statham's the only woman he cared about in the whole world and he was he was a beekeeper and what a he he literally was a beekeeper but the government had these assassins called beekeepers that that are like the ultimate fighting things that work outside the government to keep the government in line in case the government became corrupt so that th- there's not a lot okay. of beekeepers but he was a retired beekeeper and uh they fucked with he the rock he was retired and he was just doing stuff with real bees like doing honey he was a retired on- government beekeeper or retired Lit- insect keeper <laughs> he was a retired government beekeeper okay, that actually insect beekeeper yeah yeah <laughs> so he like became infatuated with what what the bee was and the way the hive works and how to keep the hive functioning so i wouldn't of, mind retiring think, and becoming a beekeeper think of thinking of the way a hive works awesome. like yeah it, it's pretty incredible and there was always like a, a book of rules, like if the queen has a bad uh, offspring, you sometimes you have to kill the the queen. It, it's pretty crazy, but um. Oh, if it's producing defective, bad offspring, yeah, yeah, like defective, defective drones. O- drones. But this plays into the plot of the whole movie. But I don't want to give away the movie. But it, it's about these somebody very very rich making money off of scamming the elderly and taking all their financial oh i hate those guys yeah those motherfuckers and this movie makes you mad but then you have statham like slaughtering them ripping off their arms and retribution and you're like (laughs) yeah kill this motherfucker (laughs) you know that's good i sometimes watch those uh there's a youtubers that like fight back against scammers yeah. Where they like, they end up hacking like the the scammers' computers, 
I sometimes watch those. Those are pretty entertaining. This one goes far up the fucking chain, though. Like, it yeah, looks, it's, it's, it's fucking like, once you figure out the plot, you're like, this is ridiculous, but it's cool at the same time. Like, and it, it, it is a good movie to watch in the theaters just because of all the action, you know, and, and sound. And yeah, it was a really cool movie. All I liked the, it. All the, all the bees. Yeah. Cool. I haven't heard much about it, but I have seen uh, images like the poster or whatever. Yeah, we had we hadn't been to the movies in a while. Last week before I got sick, I went to a, a, a basketball game because the Lobos were were playing in town. I mean, where where you got sick? I got sick probably three days prior from my from Barb because she she flew back home, and I think she got sick on the flight. Uh, and then brought it back to me, and then I got sick. Like, you know how it's like a two to three day incubation period before you actually start feeling symptoms. Yeah, until the yeah. symptoms show up. That's about when I. It was like Saturday night, and that's when I was like, I gotta be able to record. I I can't even. I had like, <laughs> my nose was like a sieve. Like it was it was literally running like continuously. Constantly. And I, I could blow it, and it wouldn't matter. I had to, like, shove Kleenex in there to even, like, function, just to, like, block it. Stop the flow. Yeah, to stop the flow. Wow. You could have podcasted with Kleenex up your nose. We're not a, we're not a video podcast yet. Not yet. I think when we retire, we should switch to YouTube. You think so? You think that's where the money is? There's a lot of disgruntled what, uh, YouTubers right now. But that's yeah. Well, I know Heath Heath is not happy right now. Yeah. But, but I think the different. I think no, but you... I, I think it's global because um, I was watching um, cartoonist kayfabe, and they had an episode like called "Quitting YouTube" or something like that. And I mm-hmm. guess there's a lot of their friends saying you should quit YouTube, but they're like, why? You know, th- these he says these these people these are the people that try to make a career off of YouTube. You know, like, that's their thing. He said, our YouTube isn't our career. It's probably, like, one-eighth of our income or something like right. that. Right, it's just, like, a spending cash <laughs> or whatever. Well, in it's terms not... of our stuff, in terms of cartoonist kayfabe, it's, like, that's our free advertising. You know, like, we can advertise our For stuff sure. and help sure, sell our stuff. Probably their main motivation, yeah. Yeah, it's their main motivation, so... Right, it gets their name out, keeps their name in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Unless people know about new stuff. But yeah, so that's what I think we could do it because I don't think we'd ever like care, care. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, we care about views, but algorithms and things. I think if we just want to do our thing. The, but I mean, if the, the the thing the thing about that that I don't like is you. You you always see the numbers, even if you don't want to. <laughs> True. And it could be psychologically, like Man, I think I, th- yeah. I think I think that's what's affecting Heath. Right. Um, what, the yeah, the the, re- the reason I I think it is is because when he's his advertisement like for physical media and all that stuff, and he's promoting something, he gets like. I don't know, 15,000 downloads. Like, there's 15,000 people watching the video. 
But when he does his own thing, it's like 400 to 500. So it's like a significant decrease. And then it's like when he does his own thing, YouTube is not promoting it. Like it, it like it, whatever right. algorithms it, 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 it uses, it sort of knows. Like it, YouTube's algorithm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it doesn't promote it as much. Yeah. No, I, I understand it because yeah, because then if even if you don't want it to, it's going to force you to put put content up there that is going to get views so that it gets pushed up in the YouTube algorithm so that you'll But it could affect you, you psych- psychologically too. Like even yeah. if you don't want it to. Well, cuz you you become controlled by the machine. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to just doing whatever you want to do cuz you that's what you want to do. Yeah. Well, that's why if we're tired then and, and we're not counting on it to make money then Yeah, but then you got to also think about like what the the thing that's good about cartoonist kayfabe at least or or um more more so than some some of the other podcasts or, or what video casts i listen to is they know how to use the visual medium like yes but they, they also they they, they they understand the visual medium and there's a lot of fucking work behind that that's the part i don't like about it is <laughs> Yeah. To, to to make it a visual thing, you have to do a lot of things like to plan it. And yeah. I do. I I mean, if you want to do all of that, go for it. Like, well, if that's, that's what you want to do in retirement, then that's why I said we should do it when we retire. <laughs> no, but I don't want to work. Do you understand? <laughs> I don't, don't want do a goddamn thing. I don't want to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> I want to lay there and read comics. Yeah, that's what I really want to do. I think we should do a show where we just go through our collections, like a box at a time, and uh, that could be fun. Talk um, about the talk about how we got stuff and why we got it. And why I've sort of lost so the track cool. of that though, like because I have so much more than you, <laughs> so it's harder for Dude. me to remember. Like I I I know oh, where most I know where most of it came from. Like, uh, at least the bulk of my collection has come. A lot of it came from eBay, like older stuff. Um, a lot of current stuff is Aaron Myers or or that other guy on Twitter. And then my comic shop. I mean, there there there's very little of the. Yeah. Mile high because mile high I was never happy with. Like I was never happy with their grading and I was never happy with their cost. Um that has changed lately because the shipping on my comic shop is becoming fucking outrageous. It's crazy. So yeah. it, it's affecting my orders on my comic shop where I'd be doing it more often, but my high I mean yeah, my high their prices are ridiculous, though. Yeah. But they always do like forty or fifty percent deal deals. So, I think they inflate their prices just because they do super discounts. Yeah. It's funny though. Yeah, I shouldn't have said where we got comics from because mine are gonna be. Well, mostly I'm probably I I can't remember where I got this from. That'll be my my main answer. It'll either be comics I got like off the rack when I was a kid, 
or comic guy from cheap bins at comic book shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then online. Those are my three. Uh... Well, there, I often run across things that I think I have and I don't. Like, interesting. I, w- I was uh, I was getting a bunch of Super Friends, you know, the Ramona Freyden Super Friends run, and mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, I remember every one of these stories. Like, I I remember the covers. I remember reading them. But what did I do? Did I trade all of these goddamn things away? Oh, like, and then yeah, am I, re- am I reacquiring them? Yeah. Um, yeah. That that happens a lot. Like, I, I know it happened. I know I traded a lot of Marvel away, but I don't remember doing a lot of DC. So, I like, I, I don't remember where a lot. Maybe I thought, oh, these are kids' comics. I don't give a fuck anymore, or I'll trade them away. Because Super Friends is a little little toned down in terms of maturity and so is like spidey super stories but i'm trying to fill those things in now and i'm like god i remember it. i'll like i'll like open it up and i'll be reading it i'm like i remember reading this when i was a child like i i bought this out of the 7-eleven near my school like i i know where i got it or the drugstore yeah That's but, but i didn't have them in my collection when i was a, i never traded comics when i was a kid I had to because I was we were before my dad got into the fire department we were broke like yeah. we had we had nothing. You got into comics earlier than I did though. But but my dad got me into. He's the one that created the monster. Like he's yeah because he he brought him home from he the, brought him from the dump, the dump. Or, or he <laughs> took me there to go get him and it was like going to a spinner rack with all the covers ripped off and finding a box, and, and they would not like have battery acid or all kinds of harmful shit on them because when they would throw them, they would throw them in sealed boxes that were just out in the dump and the covers were ripped off. So right. I would just go <coughs> yeah, get, my dad return, would go buy these and he's, he, I mean, he'd go, when we go th- back then we didn't have a garbage service. So my dad would take, take garbage to the dump pay this what five ten bucks every month and then we'd go look for comics <laughs> so you're, you're allowed to dump stuff at the dump and then just hang around and yeah look through to. the stuff there <laughs> it, well i don't think you can now because they would be liable like yeah they're not if gonna you, let you if you hurt yourself and fell into a battery have... or burned your face off then or cut your sliced your hand on something yeah, yeah but back then they didn't give a fuck like you would, they, they you would people actually. People didn't sue back then. Well, you'd have a you'd have your pick your pickup, my dad's pickup, right? And they'd have like some guy that worked at the dump, and he he'd like guide you like where to park and where to dump. Mm-hmm. And then when we were emptying the truck, we would just go, we'd go walking through piles of junk. And I'm I'm a I'm a fucking five year old and six year old looking through trash, right? <laughs> it's probably not the good. You think of everything that's thrown in trash. You know, there's turds and people's shit. That's right. And, and do you, you wonder where your asthma acid came from. And, yeah, it's like you don't give a fuck. You're just like digging through trying to find these boxes so you could find these comics. That's how you build up your immune system. Exactly. Digging through the trash. I remember going to the... to a junkyard to dump trash one time. We, I think we, I think we always had service, but maybe for like a big item, you had to take it somewhere. 
that might have been the case because I remember going there. Never, we never. When, when look, I, I think all the, <laughs> I think all the way through like early middle school where we lived, we didn't have trash service. Yeah. I think we always. I don't know. Or it could it could be young to remember. No, this could be also this could be also the case. We had trash service, but my dad never wanted to pay for it. That yeah, that could be. So that could be, and I just wasn't aware of it. Do you know what I mean? As a yeah, kid, yeah, probably like I could take it over. Yeah, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Then I can look through stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So back back then. If I bought a comic book for twenty cents or twenty-five cents, that was very fortunate. And then I, if I wanted to read more, I would trade it so I could sure, read sure. another comic book. Yeah, the closest I came to that was my brother also collected when we were kids, so we would read each, we would read each other's comics, which sucks now because. Now there's comics that I don't own because my brother owned them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dad. <laughs> that I wish I owned. Yeah, I remembered having that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff that's like, I have that. Oh, no, wait. That was my brother's. Damn it. So comics were always part of me, but it wasn't until like they were like literally 60 cents that I became a hardcore person. Yeah. Because when they were around 60 cents... I found comic shops, but before that it was all spinner rack and I never had that much money. Yeah. My dad says, you like these comic? Well, I, I did start mowing grasses. So I was able to, I was able to buy a lot of comic books back, just gathering money from mowing grasses and taking care of people's yards. Now, when I was Young, like grade school. I know I had some comics, but I was never really that into it. But then I remember, how did it start? I think my, I guess we were getting enough comics from like the gro- like the grocery store and the, well, we had the grocery store. There was the uh, uh, drug store, and then there were. At, at a little at a, at a mall near us, they had like a, a grocery store and like a couple. It was a small mall, but they had like a uh, newsstand type store. So they had like tons of magazines. It was one where they had like international magazines and international newspapers and stuff. <coughs> yeah. And they also had comic books. So I used to get comic books from there, but I never got a lot. But then uh, I remember one Christmas, my parents got me and my brother. Uh, from the Sears, we must, I don't know, we must have picked it out from the Sears catalog. Uh, they had, they had, com, they had these, com, I still have my comic box. They had these comic boxes that have like cartoons on the side of them, like comics on the, printed on the side of them. And then it came with like a pack of like 30 random comics. I don't remember that at all. So <laughs> I, I should take a picture of mine. It says comic book collection on the side. Yeah, I still have that box. Well, that's interesting because <laughs> I used to look at the Sears catalog Sears all the time. I'm surprised you never got it. I'm pretty sure it was Sears. I mean, I, I remember going to like toy stores, and there was there used to be a, I think like a Kmart and a TGY where I used to get the three packs. Oh yeah, that's another yeah. I used to get three packs all the and time. And it was like always deciding like because they usually had nothing to do with one another, right? They it was you you'd see the front and the back, so you knew you were getting two comics, and then you'd try to pull the plastic. Yeah, you try to peek to see, what the, to peek to see what the middle one was. <laughs> and find out what the best bag was to get. 
I still have a th- I still have a three pack and an unopened three pack. It's Batman. Oh really? I had a three pack. One of my first three packs was Star Wars one through three. Oh nice. Yeah. But I don't have that anymore. I traded that away. Oh you. Oh, you... <laughs> I had to. Uh, I had to reacquire the first six Star Wars books again. Yeah. But then, yeah, my 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 collecting ramped up to another degree when I was freshman year of high school, and I was introduced to there was a comic book store in walking distance from our high school. Yeah. So I went over there with some friends, took me over there, and I was like, oh, I found I'm home. <laughs> Mine was more middle school, but like late middle school, I think like seventh or eighth grade. Um where it turned me into a monster was I had a friend named Michael Einhorn and, and like we, we, we did sports and all kinds of stuff and we were both good, good students. And I, I went to his house once and I'm like, wow, you have comic boxes. Like I, I didn't know what a comic box was. And mm-hmm. I like went through his comic box and he had bags and boards, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Ooh. You protect these? <laughs> like, I would fold them up and just read them, right? Pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, you protect these things?" And I'm like, "Where do you get these materials?" And like, there were comics in there I never even heard of. Like, he had mm-hmm. like Marvel fanfare and a bunch of other crap, and I'm like, the "Stuff that you don't see on the spinner what, rack." Yeah. What are you? Where are you getting this? And this is like glossy paper, and at that time, you're like. What the hell? And and I'm like looking through this. It was like dollar twenty five. Yeah, he told me about Don's paperback books, which still exists today, by the way. And um, and and then I got my parents to take me there, like maybe once a month, if I was lucky, twice a month. And that's where I started to really pay Mine attention. Was new new books, G N G N U books. Yeah. Which is funny that our first comic book stores were ones where it was comic book stores and used books. Yeah. And they're both still around to this day. <laughs> yeah, they still exist. That's so funny. The, yeah, and the God, Don is actually, at least the last time I talked to his daughter, she, um, he, he was alive still. So, and that was about a year or two ago because I went to one of their comic book sales that they have because they have a, a building just full of comics but they never have it open they only open it like yeah i remember I don't you talking know. about that yeah. yeah that's cool yeah i think that i still think that's a a great model to have comics and used books because well they're, they're the, their business is like 80 percent new um used books and then used they books, just yeah. they order they I think now they mostly pre-order stuff for people that want a pull box. Okay. You know? So it's not a they're not a full They they have some stuff but it's just like very very little. Yeah, the one I went to they had I mean right at the front they had the the new comics and then they had like back issues, like a whole row of back issues and then the rest of the store was Use books. Well, yeah, this this one this one, back in the heyday when middle school, it had a whole like a whole shelf of yeah. new books, 
And then, like, if you moved across, there was a table that had old books. And that was, like, that was something, like, I never knew existed. Like, you could get back issues. And I was just, like, flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. What are – so you're like, oh, here's all the new books. I know I know what this is. But there's more than on the spinner rack. Well, what's all these old, other ones? Yeah, what's all these? What's all these bag comics? And that was like the first time that I ever. And it opened your eyes. People keep these? Oh, yeah. Because I, I thought I, people I, just I, threw them in the dump. <laughs> I remember which ones I flocked to. Is I, I, was, I was very strategic back then. I didn't have the squirrel like uh, mentality where I get distracted. But like I, I was like, I need to get a full run of champions and I need to get a full run of <laughs> defenders. And I was very focused. <laughs> So like I was always going through their back issues looking for champions and defenders, because uh, that's what I wanted to own. Be focused on. Yeah. And then I found out you could have a pull box and not mi- miss an issue, and it was like game changing. Uh, I don't remember when my first pull box was. My pull box was never at Don's. It was after I moved away from Don's to another mm. place. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think my first one was until we moved to America. Yeah. It might have been when I was in college, because that was, I couldn't go regularly to the store, so that might have been when I first started a pullbox. No, I had had one before that. I had one before that. Yeah, in the 90s, I was pretty hardcore, and that's when... I was already in college. And everything was exploding. Like I, I wanted and that's when I wanted to explore more. Like oh, we got Malibu, oh we got Triumphant Comics, oh we got this, we got that. I like wanted it all. We got Ramba, a rated X comic book. I wanna check that out. <laughs> that's the, the Faust? What is that? Yeah, what is Faust? <laughs> so, yeah, it was all eye-opening. Good times. But I never got, like, I was never into the independent stuff prior to, it, it had to be the late 80s, like 86. When it, Whenever uh, Eagle <clears throat> was publishing Judge Dredd. And Eclipse was doing Aztec Ace. Those were kind of the only two things I was looking for that were independent. I never got like Ninja Turtles or any of the other. I I told this before. I got into independent comics as soon as I started, learned about comic book stores because I didn't know anything. Like, because I went from the world of spinner racks at grocery stores and at newsstands, which just had Marvel and DC, right? To discovering this comic book store. And I didn't really know, I didn't know anything about any of these comics. So I just kind of grabbed whatever looked appealing to me. So I was grabbing independence and Marvels and DCs and I didn't really care. So I, di- I didn't have a, there's no distinguishing factor between them for me. And I guess the fact that they were black and white didn't bother me. So, yeah. Just because I like the art, so. And I still navigated to the heroes the stu- that I the knew. The stuff you yeah. knew, yeah. yeah. Good times, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, if I ever if I ever revisit 
visit the area that I, I grew up in, I'm going to have to definitely track down some of the stores. I know one of the places I used to go, it's called the Book Between. Another yeah. one that was uh, used books and <laughs> comics. I think that one's not there anymore. But I think new books are still around. And a couple of times we went into the city to go to Silver Snail, which is the big comic store in Toronto, which is still there. I remember that. I don't remember what I got there, though. I remember I found some independent comics, but I don't remember where they were. Yeah, so like I, I, I could pick pieces of my collection and then like most of my collection now comes through DCBS. I mean, I, the majority of it. <laughs> yeah, all the new stuff will be boring. Was, yeah. All DCBS. No one wants to see the new stuff. So, some comes from the the comic shop, but I still get quite a bit there. Um, matter of fact, I gotta I gotta figure out how to cut some books back on on there because I like get all Ninja Turtles, and I get all. I used to do all Star Trek, but now I got rid of Star Trek. But all of Star Wars, but that's becoming ridiculous. Like. It's just too big now. I should just stick with the main three books and and their price prices went up on them. Oh, yeah, a buck each. So and I, I sort in actuality too. Another thing that depresses me about the whole thing, um, at least for me, this hasn't affected you yet. But every time I go to the storage unit, I I get psychologically. I'm like, I am paying a lot of fucking money <laughs> just <defeated>. to store, <laughs> yeah, just to store this shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, like, it, imagine how much money I'd be intaking or, or being saving for retirement if I didn't pay all this extra money just to store shit. So it's like, it's like crazy. Yeah, and I I hate not having my collection where I could just get to it. Like I, I could like yeah, like yesterday yesterday. I was reading um, Lord of the Jungle, Volume Two by Dan Jurgens, and some European artist. God, he draws amazing. He's got like a a, a John Buscema, exact like he has to be influenced by John Buscema because it's it looks like Buscema, but. I'm I'm reading this Lord of the Jungle and I I get to a point where I only have up to four and I I want to finish the story and I'm like oh, I don't want to go to the storage unit I I like want to go finish the story but then I have to go and I I don't I still have to do it because I want to finish the story and and that ended up with two of the titles that I was reading that I was like oh man if I want to finish the story I have to go to the storage unit. Right, so you're you're paying money for an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, and an inconvenience that psychologically damages me, Damage. <laughs> especially when I know that it, they're they're taking advantage of me. The one the one storage unit that I like that has mm-hmm. the the temperature control and stuff, and it's indoors, and they're they're just raising prices because they can. 
And the one guy says, well, you could work the system, but I'm an old fucking man. Like he, he says, you could sign up for another storage unit and then move, uh, move, move all your stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking work for a goddamn 55-year-old moving shit by himself. That's a lot of boxes. Right, and to do that every... Every three months. Every... Well, actually, it would probably be like every three, two years or three years. Because yeah. it gets to the point where it starts off low, and then they raise it, and it's still tolerable. And then they raise it again, and then it's questionable. <laughs> it should be like, how about... How about I stop my unit and buy a new unit, but just make it the same unit so I don't have to move them. <laughs> oh, I, if they would do that, then I would—that would be the way to go. But they won't do that because then I, they know I'm gaming the system. But the guy was telling me that's how to do it. Because but he's he, telling you to game the system. So. I know, but he won't give me the same unit. That's stupid. It is. So, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't gone that route yet, but I'm quickly running out of uh, I'm quickly running out of space. I don't know what yeah, I'm going to so do. Yeah, so it's it's becoming uncomfortable is what it is. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I've cut back like a lot, especially collected editions. But man, am I getting some nice collected editions? So have, you, have, have you been getting any of the? Did you get ROM? Did you order that? I did not. Or did you get any of the cross-gen omnibuses? No. Oh man, they look amazing, and the new Valiant ones too. Oh my god. I'm being so well. ROM I didn't get because I've never I've never read a single ROM comic, so I have no historical allegiance to to rom but in general i've been way way cutting back on collected like now collected editions it either has to be something that i love and want to put on my main shelves or something that i want to support the creators yeah otherwise or yeah otherwise I, I never sent that elizabeth bathory or whatever the hell thing it is i never sent him an answer but i did get an email saying that he got the new books in and he's yeah he got the new out. books that's what i wonder if he's just gonna i was surprised he didn't give any more details into what what's gonna happen <laughs> with the old books like if he yeah. had to send them back i'm guessing he probably just had to send them back or something i don't know i don't, know. Sure, I don't know how they deal with that that's that's a lot of money like it's yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it sucks for the printer, but they they're the ones that screwed up, so Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I never I never responded either. I I was like whatever, just send me whatever, <laughs> just send me a book. Yeah. <laughs> then the space between is putting out comment Pat Shan is putting out kickstarters left and right, man. I know. Like I was like there's a couple of them he's doing that are outside of his space between company. Like, I I was like, wow, this is one I didn't. He didn't even advertise, and he's doing it. Oh, there, there was a couple of wrote, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that he had written. Yeah, 
I don't get his. I only get the, his collections. I don't get the single issue. Ones. Oh my god, that private. What is it? Private dancer. Oh, private dancer. Po- oh yeah. god, it was so fucking good. Like I, I, I was like, oh man, this is, this is. Yeah, great. I figure I'm either gonna wait for a collection of stuff, or if I see him at a convention, I'll just pick up. Well, he's usually in stuff. your area, so. No, he's not. Where do we see I'm... him? Oh, in in Heroes. We saw him at Heroes. He's like, I can't remember where he lives. Is he New York area? I think he's in New York area. I don't know. I know he travels with a lot of conventions that are adult oriented. Yeah, that that seems to be his new. Uh, I mean, it's smart. So. Well, that's where you should go to. You could say, you could say Melanie, I'm going to this uh, convention. This adult <laughs> adult uh, fucking X-rated uh, convention, so I could get some Pat Shan comics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get comics. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm going for. Hey, what are you doing with the distillery comics? Uh, I'm getting them because I I I was are gonna getting, just. Are you I all was, in? No, I'm being more selective. That's what but I, like I was you, doing. you have like an Azarello Rizzo or something. I'm gonna get it. You know. Yeah. There's um, a. Yeah. I was very impressed with the witch one. Like, I, I fucking oh, yes, loved. A, I loved yeah. it. That like, if that if that didn't hit for me, I would be like, I'm probably just sitting out. You know, like I. But it just like, I loved yeah, it, it so cool. much that I was like, if they got more in this type of quality, I just want to get it. So. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd have to bring up my order form because we didn't even do a previews, but no, someone was too sick to talk about previews. Well, the new one's out now. We could do the new one, new one, if you if you have access to it. I don't have. I don't think I have access to it yet, and I haven't looked through it. You caught yeah. your. There was catching a, me off guard. There's a couple of things that caught my eye, but. Uh... But distillery, but, I think but but I, only... I've been I've been good because there's been so many fucking things that so so like what I've been doing is putting in everything I want and then I look at the total and I I'm able to bring it down. Yeah. But like I, I I've been adding like the PS art books and then I subtract them because I'm like oh I, I just went over. Uh, so there, there's a lot of stuff that I put in that I end up taking out. The, the trim, yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. There's some that I had on my list, but I, I just had to pull them. But some of them, they do like advanced. I don't like how they do the advanced solicitations before I could actually see the book in previews. Oh, I hate it. It drives me fucking nuts. It's too confusing. Let's see. Order history. I'll bring up this last one. And I'll search for number ones. I'm getting X-Men Forever, number one, and X-Men 97. I think those are both minis. I'm get Wait, X-Men 97? Yeah, it's based on the cartoon. Oh, yeah, I didn't get that one. I got X-Men Forever, though. Oh, wait, th- maybe I didn't get it. Oh, I didn't get it. That's just... X-Men Forever is just the ongoing X-Men, right? Uh, 
let me let me look at this new one here. I believe that's. I don't. I remember. think that's just what X Men's called now. So I didn't get that one. I'm trying to be better at Marvel, but I have a lot of number ones because I I picked Web of Spider Man up, and Weapon X, X Men, <laughs> which looked really interesting. Um, wrong, wrong Earth, Dead Ringers. That's a hoy. So that was the number one. Under York, I don't remember, but that I think that was an image book. I did decide oh, okay. to get, yeah. I did decide to get Ultimate X Men number one, and I was very hesitant because of who's doing it. But I, I decided to to get the first one at least. Torpedo 1972. I'm getting that's a blaze. Yeah, I'm getting that. Uh, Three Stooges Centennial. I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, the First Americans number one. I don't even know what that is. What is it? First Americans. Yeah. I don't have that on my list. Ooh, that was a publisher. I remember what this one is. This is a publisher that that I've never heard of before, but they're it's like a uh early man type comic book like oh. caveman. Yeah. Uh that looked really interesting. So I I, I got that. Symbiote Spider-Man 2099. I got I think because of the creator. Suicide Squad Dream Team, that was a, that's DC, so that's no no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. Snaps, I think, is uh, Blood Moon. Yeah, I got that. That's uh, John Clark, I think. I finished a White River. Well, I I I read the next two White River Monsters. That was really yeah. good. Like was I. It? I wonder if it's like some of his early works because we know that's his company. I wonder, I wonder if he's inspired by real cryptoid tales because that reads like a real thing, like a fiction yeah, ri written around a real thing. You know. Yeah. I I got seven years in the darkness year two, but that's just a. A uh, schmulky thing. Oh yeah. Uh, Salmon Twitch number one, of course. Of course. Primer number one. I don't even know what that is. Let me see. Uh, that's DC. Oh. I say DC Kids graphic Kids. Gra it was a graphic novel. Now in singles. Yeah, that's what I got. I didn't get that. Uh. Night People. I think that was an Oni. Yeah, I did not get Night People. That looked interesting to me. Um, it did. Napalm Lullaby. Yeah, I got that. Morning Star. Morning. I don't even know what that is. That might be a Scout. I don't know. Morning Star. Oh yeah, Scout. Minor Threats. Uh, that's the Patton Oswald 
a continuing yeah. series. Marguerite versus the Occupation one shot. I didn't get that, but I'm not sure why, since it was a one shot. I should have probably got that one. I think it's because it was expensive, but I mean, with discounts, $3.24. Yeah, maybe. Little Black Book, number one. Land Left Behind, number one. Uh, Lady Death, Imperial Requiem, number one. La Mute, wow, two Chaos Comics, number one in a row. And those are expensive. Yeah, I don't get those. Junior, Volume 2, Number 1. I didn't get that because I'll, I'll just get the trade. Oh. That's wis- weird. It's listed as nonstop here, but not in previews it wasn't. Jackpot, Black Cat, that's Marvel... I heart skull crusher. I think this was a boom. It looked it looked weird and interesting to me. Like it looks like something I wouldn't buy, but the art style and stuff appealed to me. Gold digger war mistress of Mars. This was an expensive son of a bitch. Yeah, I did. But it looked interesting with the mature readers tag, and I, I was like, where is he going with this? So I wanted to follow it. Okay, I was wondering if you were going to. Yeah, I didn't just because of the price. I picked up a Godzilla versus something, number one. Giant size She Hulk. Giant size Hulk, number one. Fire in the Madhouse, number one. I think that was a, a Blood Moon. All the Blood Moons I've been happy with, so it's really hard for me to to turn one down when I enjoy them so much, even if they're four ninety nine. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the same way, especially since I got burned on one of them because it. It never came out in uh, trade. So it seems like their trades are, I don't know, hit and miss. Like some stuff they trade, some stuff they don't. So, like, shit. Yeah, Do you, or is it going to be worth something like to, for me to invest in the whole series? Yeah. But Pop-Up was amazing. And I, got a, I, I pulled those out of my storage unit. Um, D-Prog, number one. I don't know what that is. That is... Uh, from Dead Sky. I did get that too. Oh, that one just looked cool because it was a PI who works in the back of a video rental store. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, Death Stalker number one. That's based on the film. Yeah, I didn't get that's that. That's Vault. One. Deadpool yeah. number one. Uh, Bloodshot Unleashed Reloaded number one. Black Black Demon Tales Descent number one, but that's a continuing. Even though it's a number one, they've had some Black Demon stuff from Scout. Yeah. Batman Dylan Dog number one. 
I did get that. And Batman Dark Age, number one. Dylan Dog's being printed by DC. That's crazy. I don't even know what Dylan Dog is, to tell you the truth. It's like an Italian character. Like Italian yeah, I read character. about it, and I'm like, I never heard of it. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. They had a Dylan Dog collection published in English, I think, a while ago. But, yeah, it's weird that... I mean, it can't be anything but cool, because you, you got Batman, and then you got, like, the... Italian detective, famous Italian detective, so it's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's only three issues, so I'm gonna have to get all the singles. <laughs> so I mean, there's not a lot of number ones, not not outrageously. Um, there was something in the previews though that met, led me to believe that Junior was gonna be a monthly one this time. It didn't, yeah. I think it was confusing. I, I'm assuming it's gonna be. I mean, in any case, they'll do a, a collection. So. I felt like I needed to support the guy because. I I just thought it was fucking phenomenal. That that falls into the, yeah, it's an expensive book, but. This guy does everything and he does it, good. So. The new previews has some interesting stuff, but again, I'm, I'm not. They really have a lot of collected editions that I want, but I. Oh, they're so expensive. Like it, it's you're dropping. I started reading the um, the most expensive omnibus I ever bought, the uh, Planet of the Apes color uh, omnibus. And it's fantastic, but man, that was a hundred bucks, and it's only twelve issues. And now I saw that the who published it, Marvel, and they're soliciting the the trade for it in the next Marvel previews. And I'm like, wow, that's a better way to get it because that's thirty four dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it. That's another thing with the, with all these collections. It's like, in some cases, I don't know. I'm tired of ordering something and then a month or two later, either a cheaper version comes out or a better version or an omnibus collection. Like sometimes I'll get like volume one, two, and three, and then two months later they'll come up with an omnibus that's like half the price of the individual issues. And I'd rather have the omnibus anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Got to make tough decisions. I wanted to get the X Factor omnibus this month, but I. I couldn't do it. That's a good I mean, one. I already have the issues, so. Yeah, it's tough. That's what I'm. I would like a... the collection, though. Maybe I should have ordered it. <laughs> well, this this next Marvel one has like, like I want them all, but I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna do it because I have access to them, physically and digitally, but they had. There, there is one that I'm going to get for sure. I told myself I'm going to get all the cross-gen stuff. They have a Mystic Omnibus coming out. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna get that. But they had like a Danny Ketch Ghost Rider Omnibus. An Excalibur Volume 3. Um, mm -hmm. Iron Man Volume 3 Omnibus. And I have 1 and 2. 
they, yeah, yeah they like, had they had some really like you're like they had some <laughs> really really good ones but all i'm gonna get is the mystic one and on the dc side they had again they had some really a couple of good ones they're not as but they had a hitman omnibus which i really like garth ennis's hitman mm-hmm. and that one has like a good portion of the collection and they had the other one they had is Gail Simone's Secret Six Omnibus. And God, I, I absolutely adore like that that it's gotta be hey, one of my it? best oh, Secret Six, Gail Simone's. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I wonder I think I might have there was like a couple of series that she did, right? Yeah. This is the, the omnibus. Collect, this is everything. a huge motherfucker, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of issues. Or could be. Interesting. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Ah, they're making it tough. Yeah, and I've been trying to read a lot more collected editions, like just marathon them. So, like, I, I'm going to finish the Omnibus for Planet of the Apes probably next week. And then I'll, I think I'm going to start, which, which isn't going to be a simple task. But I'm gonna start the the sigil <laughs> omnibus, uh-huh. which is fucking huge. Like it's a beast. Yeah, the uh, cross gen's a weird one for me because I never collected any cross gen when it was coming out. And I own, I only own some of the stuff I own, just a couple issues, and then like ruse, I have all the issues. I think something else I have all the issues, but a lot of them I just have like a couple issues. So I don't need to get it for nostalgic reasons. Oh, I. CrossGen was like my Valiant in the 2000s, so. That yeah, I was the was... company I just loved, and they had such a weird. They went back to the bullpen kind of thing, and everybody moved to Florida, and. Did their own thing. Yeah, they had an interesting they model. concentrated sure. in sci-fi and fantasy, and they did Just, some horror and mystery and all kinds of Like, if they were out things. now, I would be, like, probably, all, I'd be all in, so super excited about them, because that's, like, my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. And I love the model of having a studio. Too much stuff, man. Yep, I and like when I think about it though, like when when my engineering brain comes on, it's like, God damn! Like I I gotta I gotta think about like when I I haven't I want to um, read a collected edition and then sell it because I'm like when you think about it, when I read it, am I gonna read it again in my lifetime? Or is it just sitting there? And it's like, oh, I have bragging rights because it's there. <laughs> but the chances of me like rereading an omnibus or an epic collection are slim to none. But then um, why get them in, why get them in the first place if you have the single issues? Because then you're just paying money for the convenience of 
for the convenience. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know because I want it in that big format. I like. But you want it temporarily. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain anything. Like logically, truth. you should only be buying the omnibuses for stuff that you want to keep and you want on your shelf because it means something to you, right? You can look at your shelf and be like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. But if you're but if you're just gonna put it sell it and you already own the issues, then all you're paying for is convenience. You're renting it for convenience, basically. Well, but you're and you're making so. Well, well, well. In terms of Valiant and CrossGen, it, it, it's not just a convenience, and uh, uh, it, it's more like I, I have everything from this company that's ever been published. But if you're gonna sell it. Well, I I have to start think. Well, I'm not going to sell the cross gen or the. Okay. Well, at some point I have to. I have to get rid of. I have to get rid of all. I have to sell everything <laughs> at some point, right? And if I could just, I don't know, like, if I could start with the toys, I guess, and work my way into the comics, maybe that's what I should start with. That would be a good thing to do when you retire. Yeah, but it's a, it all gets scary when you start thinking about well, like, like when when am I retiring? Like if it turns into sixty, it makes it that much harder. Sixty is <laughs> not that old. No, but I I know what my joints will be like in five more years. <laughs> so like, do I want to be lugging around? 20 omnibuy in one arm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> They're fucking heavy. So yeah, it's a we're lot not of shit. Load lot up the to... car with boxes of stuff we sold and take them to the post. Well, up. it's a lot of stupid shit to think of. Getting old sucks. It really does. It does I just I uh I watched the <coughs> is it called Com- Comic Tom or Comics Tom? Oh yeah, I watch them all the time. Yeah. I just watched because I wanted to because I they put out they were releasing a comic and I wanted to I never oh, watched. Oh oh, uh, you crashed down. I did. That's the one I just like. I, I don't fucking want to watch this one because I'm gonna buy the cr- crash down anyway. Yeah. No, I didn't watch the video, but I watched one of their. I went to their channel and they they had a video where they're like, I can't remember. It was like a clickbaity title. Like we almost lost out on buying this collection, giant collection. So I'm like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll get suckered in by the clickbait. Mm. And it was one where they bought some dude's collection. I think there was like 300,000 cop- comics. Did you ever wow. see that one? Um, no. It was, in- it was interesting. They bought it, it? It's also scary. Yeah. Well, one of the guys did. The, uh... well, they have fucking weird. You have Comic Tom 101. I think these these are. I, I don't know if I want to say this in public, but I think they <laughs> I think they're rich fuckers. I really do. Well, the co- the collection they bought was they paid three or the dude paid three hundred fifty thousand for it, and he didn't say anything about like he had to take a loan or anything. So yeah, I wonder if it was Comic Tom or Gem Mint. 
It was the guy with the beard and mustache. Well, there's two guys. It's a bigger guy. Oh, really? That guy bought it? Yeah, that guy bought it. I don't know what that guy does yet. He he's the co-writer of that crash whatever crash, comic. Crash down. Yeah, yeah, crash down. But there's four dudes. The oh, are comic there? Tom, yeah. There's... I've only seen two of the dudes. One guy that has a bunch of video games, and I don't even know what his real name is, but he's called Jim Mint. And that guy looks like he's really well-to-do and sells a lot of shit. I don't know. And then there, there's one guy that owns his own comic store. Mm-hmm. And then there's Comic Tom, and I don't really know what his situation is. I just know that he sells his own products and does his own thing and he has a lot of collectibles. Is that, does he have, which guy is, what does he look like? Comic Tom is like a young looking guy with glasses and he wears like women's shirts. (laughs) I don't. Does he look a little bit Hispanic maybe? Yes, a little bit maybe. He he reminds me of, you ever listen, or you didn't listen to any spinner rack, but he reminds me of Charlito on any spinner rack. No, No way. <laughs> no, I've met Charlito, and uh, I, I think n- it's the ener- I think it's the energy, like his energy reminds. Oh, his me energy, I could see Charlito. because he was. <laughs> I could see that, but not yeah. not, it, not personality, not personality wise at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I saw one. With, it must have been Comic Tom, and then the bearded guy. But the collect, it's a, it's interesting because they basically bought a collection. Of a guy who died and his family was selling the collection. And his family, of course, it's your worst nightmare yeah. where the family doesn't know anything about the comics and has to get rid of them. So they, they had a bunch, they had like three different parties come in and, and look at them and make offers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they ended up selling it for 350. Yeah, I think there was about 350,000 com- comics and they sold it for 350,000. So basically a dollar a comic. And it was a mix of there a lot of golden age stuff that's worth a lot, but then like there this dude like he used to get like ten to twenty copies of like all the number ones that were coming out like in the nineties. Yeah. And like weird issues like like number three of like Sleepwalker number three, he would have like twenty issues of it. Mm-hmm. And he used to get everything from Mile High, so it was like tons of Mile High boxes. <laughs> <laughs> With with just comics in them, like stacks of. Some of them were like valuable things, but a lot of it was well. Probably eighty percent of it was junk. You, or, and then well, you had you, independent stuff, and they're like, oh, that no one cares about. I'm like, oh, I just want to buy that stuff. <laughs> it's like all this weird, all the weird stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's the part of the collection I want. <laughs> well, they probably they're smart enough to assess a percentage of those golden books and know that they could recoup their money. Right, that they'll make yeah make money. That's how those pay. guys thrive is they yeah look at, look at it and they're like oh ch- fuck I could sell I could sell ten percent of this lot and make my money back. Right. Yeah. So so I'm just going to focus on that and then try to get rid of the other stuff. But yeah, I I see what I see what they're doing. Like I yeah. I mean, 
in reality, a lot of these 4.99 comic books, like, like Blood Moon, what is going to be the demand for for that comic book in the yeah. in, in the future? Ten years from now, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like that's dollar bin fodder, really. For sure, for sure. Unless you find somebody that is like us, that well, I'd say more like me, that will spend a hundred dollars on a Greater Mercury comic just so I could fill my grips. Like, <laughs> do, do you see what I'm? There well, is, they, there are case... there are people that. But in um, the case of grips, it's because there's an artist who is like a cult superstar. Yeah. But in the case of the Blood Moons, it'll only be the, I doubt, I mean, I guess it could be that one of the artists of those becomes a cult superstar in the future. <coughs> or if, if, if the property ever becomes bigger yeah. than comics. But it's it's super unlikely, yeah. So we're buying them knowing that, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll come across these in my, my cheap bins <laughs> searches in the future. Yeah, some people are like I oh. follow on Twitter and they run across some really interesting stuff that is cheap to them, but if you look on eBay, it's not cheap. Like they say I bought this for kind of like Aaron, but I bought this for a dollar. I bought this for 5 bucks and it's like a $30 book. If you yeah, I, I don't like eBay. following Aaron cuz because yeah, he keeps posting like paid $3 for this. I'm like, "Oh, you some bastard." <laughs> <laughs> then you look it up, yeah, $25. It's like, "Come on, you're just like bragging." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say one one interesting thing from the the video where they were buying that collection when they were in the, they were in the studio showing off like some of the golden age ones that they bought. And like for everyone, he's like, "Yeah, I just gotta get that cleaned and pressed and CGC'd, and I'll probably be able to sell it for you know so much money." But like every like that's their like mindset. Like for all these old comics, clean, get it cleaned and pressed and CGC'd. Well, it's I I don't know what their livelihood is, but that's their job. So right, that's... like like I I think if I owned a comic store, I I think I would have to let some of my passion go and there has to be like this is a business now like right it would it would completely change your your perspective yeah right because anything coming in the door you can't just buy something because you're like oh that's cool you got to be like what's my uh what's the profit margin on this yeah how am i gonna pay the bills But yeah, that's some Which interesting I've, I've stuff. I've also been for listening sure. to the uh, Challengers. I can't. Remember, I can never remember what the their thing is called. Challengers Comic Stores podcast. Challenge of. <laughs> Help me out here. Contest of Challengers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Contest of Challengers. Their like latest episodes have been about like the year end review where they go over like the numbers for the store and stuff. And the they haven't been of, too. They haven't been too selling. good lately. No, it was really, it was really interesting. Their, yeah. uh, their sale, yeah, their sales were down. Well, it's interesting how things have changed 
because of since COVID, I guess. Sure. The numbers are not back to where some of the numbers are back to where they were, but some of them aren't. Well, you know, what's really interesting is the latest ultimate Spider-Man. Like that's like the hottest fucking book ever now because it seems Mm -hmm. like every store because of the cost of the book played it cautious in today's market. Like under ordered, they under ordered the shit out of it. So it caused this demand where the book, every issue of the book is in the hot 10 because it doubled in price in a week because the demand for the book is way greater than these stores anticipated. Even challenger said, we we didn't I'm I'm kind of upset because we didn't order enough. Like we sold out of this in day in day and we didn't order enough of it. And it, he said I usually love to sell through but <laughs> I, I, I could have sold I, so much more. I just looked at my DCBS order to make sure I ordered it and I did so. Yeah. And it got pulled so I didn't get they didn't they didn't uh they did me a solid. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, ooh, look at this. This book is worth a lot of money. They don't. They don't do that. I, don't know. I, I think I, I trust them in terms of that delivering on, yeah, no, what I you order. I I, I I do get sh- those emails uh, canceled because of shortage or yeah damages. I I get that. I wish I wish I could assess the damage and say just send it to me. I want the book. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I do that, that with damage, with yeah. I, I do that with my LCS. Is um. Oh, you'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it, and sometimes I'll just buy it because yeah. it's got a couple of nicks. But I'm like that. <laughs> I don't care about well, that. Well, if it's a if, like you said, if, if it's a blood mood comic that we know is going to be worth a dollar in the future, it's like. A dent is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been close to pulling an eBay this this week, uh, trying to get the first Flintstones for a really shitty yeah. version, just because. Just to own I it. would love to have it. Yeah. And something like that, you can always buy a cheaper version, and then if you happen to run across a better version for a good price, you can. I was listening to Comic Tom 101, and he said that Dynamite's going to put out... Uh, wait, can I ask you another question before I mention that? Did you get, on your DCBS, did you get a thing to pull in to select your free comic book day stuff? I never did. <clears throat> yes, I did. I never did. Did it On your checkout, did it show up or what? Yeah, yeah, it was on checkout. Huh, I'm going to have to send him an email. It never showed up. I feel like this happened to you last year too. No, last year I I got it and I just didn't get a lot of the results. I, <laughs> this year I didn't get it, but I there there are a couple that I really want. I really want the Johnny Quest. I really want the Valiant one. Let me let me see. Wait, hang on. There's a pull handful up my, of them. I'm gonna see what I. Some of them DCBS didn't even have listed for some reason. Wait, which ones did I get? What did you say? Jo- oh, yeah, Johnny Quest. Yeah, I got that one. What was the other one? Uh, I want the Valiant one. Yeah, I got the Valiant one. The Ninja Turtles one I want. The yeah, I Transformers and G.I. Joe I would like to have. I got that one. Got the Popeye. 
I didn't see the Popeye. That one I really want. There's a Flash Gordon one. Yeah, that one DCBS didn't have for some reason. So I'm going to have to brave the crowds. Although nowadays, are there crowds at comic stores? I want the Marvel and DC ones, the Blood Hunt and the uh, Ultimate Universe because they are listed as original material. So there, there are a couple I, I really want. Yeah. So I'm going to send them an email and say, can you please add these to my list as I never got asked Fanta to fill Fanta it Fanta out. Graphics is doing... Uh, there's the Atlas, Atlas Comics library one, which I'm... Oh, God, I ha actually had that in my order form. I was going to order Volume 1 and Volume 2 of the yeah. Atlas one. And then then my mind started to think, oh, I'm paying 40 bucks for these, and when am I going to read them? And I took them off. <laughs> and I probably regret it, but yeah. how much am I going to get to read when I retire? Like, I, how much of my stuff am I... Cause Imagine how long it takes me to read an omnibus. It, it It's going to take me a long time. You'll probably read three omnibuses before you die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's No, but you're right, it's though. It's a lot. Like, these giant omnibuses, yeah. Well, plus, once we're old, are we going to be able to hold these omnibuses? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I think, we may I think... just be like, fully digital at that point. <laughs> Well, and, I, and I have embraced the digital, like, sometimes I even read, even though I have the physical, I read the digital version just because it's there and it's right at my fingertips. So Yeah, we'll just be sitting there with an iPad on our laps. I wish there was a better, what would be game-changing is if there was a better digital approach for the independents. Kind of like the uh, subscription service for Marvel and DC. Mm -hmm. That would be game-changing, I think. At least if they did one for Dark Horse, Image, and... Oh, if Image had one, that would be cool. If they did Especially one for Dark Horse, Image, and... I don't think they could do it, though, just because oh, of Oh, no, because of their weirdness. The price, their ownership. Pricing model, well, yeah. Not, well, not only well, that, but ownership. That's what, that's what I meant. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, God damn it, what's the word for it? Finance, the financial side of it would be possible. Yeah. Each owner owns, would have to get money <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Well, do you want to get started on the yeah. comic review? Let's go. What do you want to look at first? I don't know. Let me get my comics in order here. We can do red light. It's on the top of my pile. Okay, that one's not on the top of my pile, but I'll find it. Well, then you should have picked first. 
But actually, this one is fresh in my head. Like, it's not I fresh in even, my head. I, I don't I even remember what it's about. I don't even. Oh, need... is this a, the robot? Yeah. That's great. I like. This I, I liked it, but I didn't know if I liked it as much as you. I still gave it a four out of five, but I. I don't know. I I love stories where AI robots have heart. <laughs> and I I guess that falls in my samurai area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I like sexy robots, like Build a Friend and Omac. I mean, don't get me wrong. And but you're not emotionally connected. There, but she's a robot that's kind of like a. What are they? A replicant in Blade Runner, you know, that mm-hmm. wants to live and seems to have the empathy and. Um... Yeah, she 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 she's a. So this is about a a rich guy, like an Elon Musk guy, who his company makes AI robots. Does, do, I can't remember. Do they sell them to the public, or does he just have them? It sounds like he's got like this orgy room. <laughs> yeah, he, that people go into. Right. He he runs a a brothel base brothel, brothel basically where there's these sex AI robots. But there's something fucking weird in there, Bill. Did you notice it? I mean, did, was there something in there that disturbed you like it disturbed me? Well, it was just. I mean. That one young girl what couldn't escape. Oh, the, the kid, yeah. And she cut her, and she's like, "Wow, you're fucking bleeding. Like you're not, Her you're robot. not, you're not fucking AI." Yeah. That was, and she was underage. Well, it's so, gotta be like his daughter, right? No, I don't think it's his daughter. Why would he keep her trapped in the fucking thing unless he was an agoraphobic, <laughs> which they. They do mention, and he brought that. He like brought that because he is. He did that to his daughter. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But and so this is the the protagonist in this story is one of the the AI robots who I think she's different than the other ones in that she was an empathy. programmed to yeah to have emotions yeah and, and empathy an empathy algorithm. And she seems like her handler, and, the the guy that actually um, maintains owner. her, yeah. main, not not oh, not the oh, owner, the care guy, the yeah. care guy cares about her. Like yeah, he, really, he does. Yeah, he does. He has feelings towards this inanimate, uh, this robot. <laughs> yeah, and then it's weird because the the owner of the company sleeps with her. I think. Regu- regularly. Regularly, like, yeah. And and she's she's the only robot that he sleeps with where he lets her stay the night in his bed with him. Mm-hmm. So he has some kind of feelings for her. Yeah, and he's not the one that beats her. That's the other guy. Yeah, there's sure that there's... there's that one abusive guy that will rip him yeah. an arm yeah. off or something. Yeah, beats her up. That guy's weird though. He like comes in and he's he like likes her a lot, but then he he mass he's like a masochist. He likes it rough. Yeah. That's why he likes the AI robots. 
But it sounds I'm I, I don't know where this is going. I have issue two on my pile here. But um I I don't know if it's it sounds like it's going in the direction where she's gonna try to escape yeah. with that with that little girl, I think. Probably. Yeah, probably. And there's an interesting uh, editorial type stuff at the back from both the writer and the artist. I didn't read uh, it, so fill me in. Oh, I don't remember what it said. <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the the yeah. So the writer's talking about her la- relationship with guys, and what else did she say? I don't even remember. Basically about relationships. But it's is it back matter like love uh that other love book that I like? Not love love everlasting, but the... Yeah, it's similar. It's like personal it's, it's talking from a personal level, like why she wrote the story. Maybe I should read it then. Maybe it'll add more to it. Yeah, it's it's worth reading. So Sarah Cho is the writer. I liked it. I gave it five out of five. Boom. For me, I I might have given it a five out of five, but I read this one when I was six, so it could have influenced it. <laughs> You're in a haze. It, it could have. Good. Well, I mean, I I, 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 rem- I I remember the story really well. Like I I. I get it. I didn't realize I like, she wrote. Like like... Oh no, it's the same artist that wrote uh, "Hit Me" too. The artist is Priscilla Petra Petrachis. I don't know how to pronounce close, that. Yeah, close enough. Petrates 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 Petrate. <laughs> Really good pencils. I mean, to fit the story, uh, good creative team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looked beautiful. The one that that got me, um, since you did your your five out of five, I'll do my five out oh, of five. Oh, what do you got for five out of five? I I absolutely love this, and and I read the next three too. GI Joe, a real American hero, three oh. Oh, one. I I fucking love this book. I love the way Hama tells a story in the old-fashioned way where there's lots of stuff going on and there's lots of threads. Lots of subplots. Yeah. Subplots. I thought the art by Mooningham was awesome. Yeah, um, oh, it very looked, scratchy looking thing. I love thing, Mooningham's but it looked art. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so what happens in this one is Serpentor and Doctor Mindbender. They're getting attacked, and they they launch a virus kind of on themselves on the island, and they right. like zombify everybody on the island. So they turn to to they're they're not mindless though. They have brains behind them, and uh, their goal like right, at the they're time not, they're not actually dead, right? They're just no. But like Cobra Commander escapes, like he. He was going to be in the blast radius, but he actually escapes. 
and so do the Joes. So you have this mm-hmm. whole entire island that's like plagued by this this virus, and um, I, I don't I'm gonna I don't want to confuse the issues because. I read them all, but yeah, this uh, one I think ended with just when they're leaving. Wild, Wild Bill uh, basically gets ba- barely out on on the plane that's sort of like burning up. Cobra Commander gets out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on here, and then I think Stalker and why can't I remember the Navy guy's name? Um, they're they're basically on a, a boat that that escapes. shipwreck shipwreck yeah shipwreck and oh, storm shadow and scarlet and snake eyes are on this boat yeah there's a lot of them on the boat there's and then a two lot women, of them two of them in the plane one of them looks like the baroness but I don't she's like wearing a cobra commander gear. But she had, it looks like she had a lover that was ma- made an ultimate sacrifice and actually dies in this because Cobra Commander kills him. And uh, I didn't know who that was. His name was Wade. And I still don't know who it is because it, it just seems like it's a character that was created for this story that was was related to the Joes because he knew the Joes, but he actually worked for Cobra. So they have a a funeral for him because they treated him as a Joe because he became a Joe, but he was originally like a, a Cobra soldier. But man, I just love this art. And this Island must've been like a casino Island and, there's zombies in Vegas and zombies in the casino. Yeah. Yeah, this looks fantastic. The thing I don't remember, and I don't remember if I read 300 or whatever, but there's a scene with Snake Eyes and Scarlet in a future issue where Snake Eyes is actually talking. But it says here. Killed by Serpentor, revived by Cobra. So this is very interesting. So when when he was revived, did he come back with voice because he was always mute? I I don't know. I'm trying. I I really wish the, um, the back, because the back shows a lot of the characters that are in this story. Mm-hmm. I really Thanks wish it had who that girl was with the patch on her eye. Because I don't see her on there. Yeah. But I, I love this book, man. <laughs> and I, 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 I like rifled through the next two. And I was like, man, I, I want more. I wish I had like 10 issues stacked up so I could just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that was my... My pick. I just loved it. I love I love that a book like this exists and still has that complex story arc that's been going on for years. Yeah, for sure. And there was a 
it's cool to see they had a a letter from Larry Hama in the back to talking about basically the his his history with GI Joe and how happy he is that he's able to continue the story. Yeah. And a le- and a, a letter from Chris Mooneyham talking about how excited he is to be drawing it. <laughs> well, I think that the artists that they have on Transformers and Daniel Warren Johnson and Mooningham are fans of the properties. So like drawing these are like not it's a job, but it's also something like a passion. You know, you get to yeah, it's, co- it's cool. You to get them, to play yeah. with the toys that you you absolutely love. Yeah. And we have Gru number two. That's another thing I have to go to the storage unit for to get number three. Gods against Gru. You know, it's interesting. Chris Mooneyham actually wasn't a G.I. Joe fan. Oh, he wasn't? No, because in his letter he says he he's the opposite of us where he was a little too young. Like, G.I. Joe was a little before his time. Oh, so he was. We were a little too old. Yeah, we were a little too old. He is a little too young, so he's on the other side of it. <laughs> it's weird because my passion for the product came so late. Like it wasn't until IDW, and I already yeah. had a lot of the books because my brother had given me his GI Joes. Yeah, and yours only came because of the comics, not because of the cartoon. Right. right. Yeah, I never went back and. And I've tried the Transformers. I just never, like, latched onto it. Yeah, Transformers. I think Transformers is cool, but it's it's it doesn't have my heart like some other properties do. Yeah. But I did enjoy. I did enjoy this G.I. Joe. And I do have a couple issues leading up to this. Yeah, I, I want to go back. I want to go back and pull these out of the basement because I want to know. I want to. I want to find out what happened to Snake Eyes. Yeah. Like he died and then was revived, and I I want to understand that because it plays in a lot of the story later on what happens. But I'm hooked. I'm hooked on that one. Yeah, it's definitely cool that uh, Image just picked it up. Hopefully they all have success with it. <coughs> Alright, what do you want to do next? Uh, How about we'll do, Gru? do Gru. Gods against Gru. Gods against Gru number two. And we do find out that you were right there. There's a Gru on Earth, and then there's a Gru with the gods. That's weird, though. <laughs> it's weird. It's almost like the worshipping of him on the island that he's on caused him to become a god. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And So he exists both as a god and as a human. But, like, that one island has got the volcanoes erupting, uh the storm hitting and everything. <laughs> and this this has one of my favorite like openings. Gru d- decide I can't remember 
what sparked it? But Gru decides to fight all of the gods in in heaven, and he he starts slaughtering them. But then they instantly like re, <laughs> reincarnate. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, That's "Never have I fought so many soldiers at once. It makes me wish I could count." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I already slayed you, and you, and you twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am certain I've slayed you twice. Three times! <laughs> <laughs> this is this not is right. The... When I slay you, you should have the decency to remain al- Should not have... Wait. You should have the decency to not remain alive. <laughs> and while that war of the gods is raging, the island is, is suffering for it. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Gru's, the people from Gru, the ship Gru is on arrive on the island. And they're interested in the golden jewels that the the islanders have. And they tell them that there's they got them from the other side of the island where another tribe has an army. Mm-hmm. So they want to they wanna wage war now. Help them wage war against the other other islanders. Do you think that guy that that the old guy with the white beard who's talking to the islanders is like Sergio? <laughs> it looks like him to me. <laughs> it does look it does yeah, it does look like how Sergio draws himself. Yeah. And they're all happy cuz Gru's not around. And then that just oh, that jester is gonna get off with his head because of what he was singing about Gru. Yeah, it's definitely a fun. I guess I kind of said it wrong. So Gru's friends from the boat went to the other side of the island, and Gru's on the other side, right? So they're yeah, they're gonna go to war against each other <laughs> unknowingly. Good stuff. Yeah, do you want to do the next one? Sergio is a beast. Do you want to do number three next time? Yeah, let's continue with it. Man, like there's one page where it shows like the whole army like coming across the mountain. It's like, yeah, it's like hyper how the, detailed. How do you draw that much? <laughs> it's like and not one so characters. But everyone's in a different pose too. It's not like he's like replicating. An yeah, and diff- different face. Yeah, they're all different faces yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know what I really felt bad for is the colorist. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I wonder you what size. One of these? I wonder oh. what size that they do the that Sergio. Like, does he still use paper or does he? Is he digital? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. But I know. I know the colorists though are digital, so they yeah. could probably zoom in at a thousand and. For sure, but there's still, like, like a a panel of this comic is probably, like, the amount of work that it takes to do a page. (laughs) Yeah. Just because there's so much going on in every panel. So, good job, Carrie Strachan. Strachan. I think they said it's a new colorist 
somewhere. Stan Sakai still doing the lettering on this? He is. Yeah. Still Sergio Markin Stan. Man, that was a good panel. That's probably one of my favorite panels I've ever been to. Yeah, it was really good. That was a good one. And the, the Stan Lee one was good, too. Which was the Stan Lee one? It was... I can't remember even who was on the panel. It was just people who knew Stan talking about Stan. <laughs> Well, the last ones we went to, we went to some good panels. That's for sure. I wish. No, that was the time before COVID. Yeah, it was time before. That one. That one had really good panels. Yeah. Want to do exciting? Yeah, exciting. We've got thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. It's been so long, I can't remember what I read. The alternate. Really, when I read this one, it was jarring because of the amount of characters that they had, and none of them were the main characters, Metal or whoever the other one is. You know how there's they're on an alternate world, mm-hmm. and the one guy is a hero on that world, and he's part of oh, like a yeah, Justice so, League. Yeah, so you get and the other yeah the other guy wants him to be hidden. This was like a jarring issue because just the sheer volume of jarring. I'm talking about 34, 35. What about 34? I thought we read that last time. No, I did. (laughs) Let me go to Twitter. Let me go to exciting comments. This is. Let me go to geekmergepodcast.com. Exciting comics. Search up. <laughs> Search down. You're right. God damn it. Where is 34? Do I not have it? I'm not, did I say geekmergepodcast.com? What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I didn't read 34. I don't even know if I have it. Hold on a second. You must have it. Exciting it's com- possible I forgot to order it. Let's see. Mike's Weekly Reads. Retrocast. Ooh, bless you. Uh, there's Barb. Sneezing. Uh, Just to destroy all our podcasts. Exciting comics. flavor. Uh, oh, yeah, last time we did 31 to 33. I don't, I didn't order no 34. No wonder you're so confused. No, last I didn't order so 34. Jarred. Oh. That's why I was so jarred. So you didn't read Golden Age Part 1. I didn't. <laughs> but I jumped right into number two, and I was like, God, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> no wonder you were so jarred. You're like, who are all these characters? So so talk about 34. I mean, if I you go remember any notes. of it. I gotta go to my notes because I don't remember what happened and which issue. Yeah, so this is the story where uh, 
this character metal which is metal man no is it metal from our universe or metal man metal oh i can't remember yeah he gets sucked into this other dimension where he finds himself and now he's he's <coughs> trying to get back to our reality but he's ends up working with the uh the himself in this other dimension So this opens with a flashback where uh, Metal Man and I wrote down Pure Man. Is that his name? Yeah, Pure Man. <laughs> we're, we're on a team together when Metal Man was a kid. And then uh, Pure Man dies. And A bunch of bad guys don't have their powers after fight that killed Pure Man. We see woman who stole the powers. So some woman is... Oh yeah, some woman is stealing all of the superhero power, superhero's powers. Oh, yeah, I guess the opening was just to show that in, in this universe, the the kid, kid, kid Metal Man, or Metal Man in this universe... Or metal in this universe. Oh, forget it. It's too. It's too confusing. He got his powers when he was a kid, basically, and has been a superhero since he was a kid. Yeah, but metal is not affected by her power draining things. Yeah. So the the bad the bad guy woman is stealing their powers, but she can't steal his because he's not from their universe. This totally makes sense, though. Why I was lost. Because I missed 34. So I was like, I read 35. Oh, so you didn't know who this woman yeah, I, this I, I read was. I read 35 and I was kind of like jarred. Like it was jarring from where I left off last. And I didn't I didn't go back to, I just grabbed the next three. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I didn't, didn't, I didn't, didn't know I missed an issue. to see what you couldn't remember, yeah. I'm going to have to get 34. And then what else? Then then there's a uh, let's see. <coughs> oh, then we get the backstory of Samson, the character Samson, who is a clone of the biblical Samson. Is that the Golden Age story or no? Or it's just Samson? No, it's the it's in the alternate. Oh. So you you look you get the backstory of him and you get the backstory of the Iron Man character. And you find out that the Iron Man's actually interesting cuz the the current owner of the Iron Man costume is a kid. So it's not the original Iron Man guy, not the guy who created this the costume, but it's a kid now who owns the costume. How did I miss an issue? That's so weird. And then, yeah, this was a good issue, man. <laughs> oh, and then you you learn. Oh yeah, that was. I don't know if I want to spoil it. There's a very emotional couple pages where metal, the two metal men are talking about 
when when they got their powers. Man, it seems like I missed the glue that <laughs> all the glue binds, for this story. Binds the yeah. story together. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. You should definitely track it down. It's not an easy book to track down. You have to go to my <laughs> comic shop because no comic stores stock this thing. Put this on the shelf. Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, this is good. I'm really, I really like the. The longer the alternate story goes on, the more I like it. So that that had the alternate, and did it have the first part to this golden age? Yeah, one? It had the first had the first part of the golden age, which the translation in golden age part one is awful. It's horrible. It was better in the second in part two, but part one like. This is bad. I actually was kind of looking forward to quoting discussing some of, it. Yeah, discussing some of these, some of this dialogue with you because it's just bad. It's so bad. Well, it has like a lot of Golden Age characters, like Black Terror There's... and Mad Madame uh, Mask or whatever. In this one, there's like several different writers, and like there's, let's see, one, two, three. Three writers and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven artists. <laughs> what a hot mess! That's too much. <laughs> too much. For and the book. art style changes. Like it starts like this photorealistic, then it gets real like this really dark art. So issue issue two anything. is a lot better with that then. Yeah, the translation was way better in in the second issue. But what happened in this one? Let me re look at my notes. That was the Nazi scientist, wasn't it? Yeah, the Golden Age heroes are protecting Tesla from the Nazis. And then I have, why is the coloring so dark? Why do they keep saying thick tights? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find somewhere where they... I want to see where they mentioned thick tights. Come on, thick tights. Where are you, thick tights? I can't find it in time. Then I say... Uh, so they they face the claw. He captures arrow. Captures arrow and masquerade and reveals... Oh, he reveals that he's actually a robot. Edison 5. Raised as human by Edison. Oh, he's going to launch a rocket filled with Tesla earthquake machines. And then use mind control to control the survivors. So that's his plan. And then they go to Coney Island. And the heroes fight a giant robot spider. And then See, the, I, uh, I didn't think the second issue was that bad. I just didn't remember any of the the first the issue and i'm just yeah. like man i my memory's gone to shit i don't remember this story starting so i didn't i didn't think the second part was jarring i i just i was able to get in the story and see what was happening yeah so then in the next issue it's the same thing you have the next volume of the alternate and the next volume of golden age mhm mm 
But the alternate was mostly dealing with that girl that's sapping powers and right. Their, their, yeah, their, you find their, out why their she's confrontation. The yeah. But it was done through the eyes of a like a reporter or somebody, and that's where I was lost. I'm like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> and I I was just confused. Probably for good reason. I, I missed a key issue. Yeah, you, you missed it. And usually that's a story I could follow. So I was like, you know, even rereading this, I still don't know where I where I got from point A to point B. And then uh, 36 has Dominion Jack, your Canadian hero. This is a bunch of short stories. The art on this looked like a cross of Scott Collins and Keith Giffen. It was crazy. That first story, anyway. Like, I'm talking about, like, uh, Trencher or um, Heckler art. I I guess I can see a little bit. Much more amateur, though. Yeah. Especially in the layouts. What did I say about this one? The only thing I didn't like about this is it jumped between stories. Well, like the future, like it's like before, and then it's like a week later, and then it keeps jumping back and forth. Mm-hmm. I wish they just told it a straightforward. This has like, like you said, has like three three parts to it, but each part is just a couple pages. Yeah. And then we get the next alternate story. This one I was able to follow a lot more. And they go to the they fight the so this is they're fighting the the lady who's stealing all their powers, and they go to Wrigley Field <laughs> to fight. I do I do like this southern gentleman character. I'm trying to find which character you're talking about. Which one are you talking about? The oh the guy gentleman? in Savannah Savannah, Georgia, the guy? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to find where he is. I guess in this and, issue. And then the art style changes again because it's got the epilogue and the art changes to a more refined Gritty. artist, yeah, yeah. I think. Smoother. Yeah, it I looks wouldn't say like refined. A... Something you'd see in a like graphic a... novel or something. Let's say. Yeah, I can't. It reminds me of someone, but I can't remember the name. It's not, I, it's really. It's I, really I, I I read the next one, but we could we could um, save it. Save it. Thirty-seven has Ibis the Mystic again, 
and uh, more uh, Dominion Jack. So we could do next time Planet Comics to switch it up because I think we're getting behind in those. You want to do the next three? Of which? Planet. Sure. <coughs> I noticed the latest uh, horror comics brought that jab Jabbity Walk back. Oh, Jabberwocky is Jabberwocky back? back. Uh, I love Jabberwocky. I know we like the art. Yeah. And we got Red Room Crypto Killers, or should we call it the the um, Quentin Tarantino? Quentin issue. Tarantino, yeah. Does, does the history of Red Rooms. It's so crazy, like, knowing that he comes up with all these ideas um, and this Who, Quentin so Tarantino or no uh, Ed Piscor <laughs> and uh, it, it is interesting that every issue is kind of like while it builds in the universe like you, you can see the scope of how all the puzzle pieces of the puzzle fit together you could read every issue as a single issue and and not really yeah, care. Yeah. 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 The, so this one is basically Quentin Tarantino goes to a red room because he's into red rooms and snuff. This is af after he talks, gives a talk at the FBI about like the history of red rooms, which one interesting thing he he mentions uh, Thomas Edison and like the first films ever made, Monkey Shines one and two. And I actually looked this up. That that was true. There was Monkey Shine one and two were the first like things ever recorded to film, and then there was a Monkey Shines three, but it it's it it was lost over time. Of course, in in the Red Room universe, Quentin Tarantino is claiming that it was a snuff film. <laughs> the, the third thing they ever recorded was a snuff film, which. <laughs> But then, uh, so then they bring him to a red room and they 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 ask him for advice. So he's giving them all a, a bunch of advice on how they can film it better and how they can light it better and stuff. But then things go bad for poor Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get a preview of the Latchkey Kids. What is this one though? It's, I don't remember these kids. It, it, he's been posting them to like Instagram and stuff. I think it's his next work. Oh, like is this the one he's going to do? Not in print, but it's like as a cartoon that he posts on the web every week. He does. Yeah, I think it's on his Patreon probably or something. Yeah, I saw that. But I assume they're gonna bring out, bring it out eventually in book form. I don't know. Did you? Were you into it? It's about it's a bunch of kids investigating supernatural events, basically. And they run into like a yeti monster, or a yeah, cryptoid. Shooting fire firecrackers at a. <laughs> they kill them. <laughs> and a gun, yeah. They end up sh shooting the yeti. 
Lay off like Karen, you fucking pervert. <laughs> she applies the um, taser. <laughs> Run, naked homeless man. <laughs> I, I I didn't realize this this uh, Yeti had a big old dong. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think there was a Yeti dong in there, wasn't there? Yeah, where he's on fire, where they caught him on fire on that panel. Yep, there it is. Big old Yeti dong. Open, there it is. Got some Yeti balls. <laughs> <laughs> they get the key to the city. Yeah, they're rewarded because they killed the Yeti that was starting that started a forest fire, even though it was them that started the fire. <laughs> yep. So this this issue is always a five out of five for me. I just like it. Like I don't. Is, it, is next issue the last issue? Yeah, it's the last issue. So we'll cover that next time, too. Red Room number four. Wrap that series up. Yeah, sounds good. Crypto Killers. And then I guess we're going to get more of these kids, and Red Room's going to go on hiatus for a bit, I, I, I assume. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Two, two shout-outs, like I said, at Lord of the Jungle from Dynamite's been amazing. But I also enjoyed that King Kong, uh, The Great War, that's had a, um, a sporadic publishing at Dynamite, which is unusual. But it was yeah, really it was good. Unusual. I like it. Cool. Not a lot of King Kong in it, but it's just a well-done well Monster Island-type comic book i like it liked it and the other book is faust which i had read through last time you did can you tell me what page we're starting on is it deli <laughs> delicate tone is that what i think that's where i started okay see this one i i lost track of because i didn't see the credits but but I see the title, so I, I see where you left off. Yeah, and, the, the and this is style. this is Faust fucking his psychiatrist. Yeah, you, you can kind of tell because in the in this issue he uses kind of like a gray tone, whereas in the last issue he didn't. Yeah, that's a lot of sex scenes. Yeah, it opens with him him and the the doc the good doctor. He arches, pushes against me, one moment piercing brutally, the next stroking lightly as if his entire body was the only one finger. Was only one finger. <laughs> what? Cradling me like a baby, mm. making me feel like a woman again. Making me... Making me... No, no don't stop. <laughs> you were mine, you know that now. He is the tender-giving lover I always knew he could be when we are alone. How long before he makes me regret admitting it? Again, the lettering is Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it says terribly. between those two words. Regret something. Regret admit, admitting it. My admitting it. Oh, my. Yeah, my. But he writes his whys backwards. It's so weird. 
Yeah, the wiser backwards. So that's a long sex scene there. But it seems like they're having a good time <laughs> sharing bodily fluids. They are. And then we jump to Claire. Well, that one guy's flying on the plane, right? Yeah, I just skipped that to that the next one sex scene. <laughs> jump to the next sex scene. <laughs> But why is that guy flying there? Like, yeah, who such is a this? waste. Jasper's lasting, I mean. I'm feeling mostly melancholy, really. Oh, but that's back at the place. He's, the, the one pilot sees the newspaper, and he says, you look like you just ki got kissed by a ghost. And it says, Slasher's mystery date bagged. Writer and artist get arrested for porno comic oh, no. book. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little in joke there. And then the so art, the, 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 the art, some connection to his art though does change because once he gets to the M and the M sex scene, it, it gets like more refined. I think, like it, it's a more detailed look to it. More inks or. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I think it it matches like the the opening pages. I think that the pilot scene must have been drawn at a different time. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't kind of match the other pages, so it was probably a one-off page that they didn't know where it was going to go exactly in the story. Because all it is is showing this pilot arriving. And I'm sure he'll come into the picture yeah, and later. And it's like Claire is exercising on this gymnastic horse that has a dildo hanging out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I don't know how much exercising that is. but. <laughs> and he's like in the sauna. He's in the, but he's it, it in sounds the like he, he... Yeah, in the hot tub. She, she's watching... They're watching snuff on TV. <laughs> Well, they're watching her have sex with that guy whose eyes she poked out. Oh, that's right. That is her. They're watching themselves. Yeah. Killing that dude. And it looks like she had a good old time on this pommel horse, that's for sure. She the, did. The, the dildo pommel horse. So much fun, she did it again. <laughs> started it, started it again. Yeah, who needs him, right? She's got this pommel horse. <laughs> but what happens here where she's on the pommel horse and then she just turns to Ash? And he says, I'm... join me into the whirlpool for a drink. A potent instrument to be sure without something as basic as simple as water. I need your contribution. All I see is wrinkled ash and colored paper. Perhaps I should seek the water's contribution. Please make it stop. I'm sorry, but I don't know like if he's he's deteriorating her because he's got that demon in his body. Yeah, your I'm not sure. Your lovely voice sounds like I dry think so. stones. I think, he's, I think he's, he's sucking all the moisture out of her body. So she's like drying and shriveling up. And then and he then says, join me in the whirlpool. And then she gets in the whirlpool and is re rejuvenated yeah it gets her water back in her 
And I like this part. This is when those two yahoos <laughs> show up. They they trashed they trashed that guy's place uh, in the previous in his errand boy's return. And the the one thing he says, look at me. Are you ashamed? You find me disgusting? And there's in the hot tub. And he says, yes, sir. No, sir. Oh, perhaps you enjoy seeing me nude. Look at him, baby, glistening like a pig on spit. Perhaps we should all get comfortable. You heard my wife. <laughs> and then he starts taking off his clothes. And then he grabs yeah. him by the dick. Yeah. He says, "Ready for time for your baptism, Mr. Beef." <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Beef fucked the other guy in the previous episode. And I thought they mentioned. I thought they mentioned that at some point too. <laughs> Am careful. It's too soon. You just quiet. I don't have all the power the ritual was supposed to deliver, but I need no longer wait. And then he like puts him under the water, and his head explodes. Jasper's yep. isn't the only one who is more than he was yesterday. And that other guy never got in the water, but I think I think Mr. Beef is dead. I think. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beef's head exploded. And then they had to all get out of the hot tub because it was full of blood. And then the reporters and police are looking at the ramifications of the death in that last building. Oh, they're finding uh, Mr. Beef's handiwork, I think. Yeah, I think they're at, they're at the the place where Mr. Beef was having sex with his friends. Yeah, with Mr. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he killed Mr. Beef because the ritual failed. Didn't you say something like that? Yeah. Like, I think that they had sex because it was part of, like, the ritual. But he didn't then, get all his powers. So. And then Faust starts painting again. And it seems like his hum humanity turns on him as he turns back to Faust. Oh, isn't the the pilot someone's husband? That maybe the psychiatrists, the female. Yeah, it might be Jane's. Jane is it Jane's husband? It could Dr. be Jane's. It might be. Because he's, uh, well, Faust is actually painting a a self portrait of her, but it doesn't look like her. It looks like demons and shit. <laughs> With a cock coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then he turns to Faust and he's slashing people again. A vampire? Drinking my lover's blood from his penis? You're in a jelly <laughs> mood this morning. <laughs> <coughs> so I, I take it our next uh our next uh read is gonna start with what does this say? Javin? Love is waved love, waved love, J jaded love, jaded love, jaded love. 
the reason we're saying this is because the lettering is pretty fucked up. Yeah. It was a rough one. It says lyrics, Jaded Love, copyright David Queen. I mean, David Quinn, so the writer wrote those lyrics. So that was a bizarre issue because he did destroy her. I wonder what I did with my bookmark. Huh. Don't know, I lost my bookmark. I'll have to find another one. So we'll cover the next Faust. What is this now? Eight? Nine? Eight? Oh, yeah, we forgot to say, after after drying the painting that night, Faust goes out and kills some more, du- kills some more of M's dudes. He's rejuvenated by Jade, and then he goes back to her. So we're going to cover the next one, right? Yeah. We're about halfway through. Well, I, I think a lot of the other stuff is bonus material, though. We are close to... We're more than, I, think we're more, I think we're more than halfway through. How many issues no. of Faust are we're there? About, we're about halfway. Are there, like, are there 12, 12 issues? 13, 14. Oh, I'm looking. 13, four, yeah, there's 14. And I think we just did seven. Yes, yeah, so we're so halfway. We're, eight, we're halfway through. Halfway. So anything else we want to cover next time? Probably. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can look at my shipments and see if there's any that jump out at me so I could pull them right away. Shipments. Any number ones. Let me look through this stack here of stuff that I haven't filed yet. Let's do a haunted house love story number one. That's a uh Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, let's read that one. There's another one too. Haunted house. The one? What did I do with those love comics? Story. Are they here? Number one. No, I'm gonna fall. <coughs> I don't know what I did with them. I'll have to look at my order. There's another one that's... Oh, maybe... Let me look here. How is that? I'm going to just... Oh, you want to read Interstellar Dust number one? Okay. Interstellar. Because we enjoyed that one. The first time. Number one. And. A lot of these other number ones I have, you probably didn't get. Oh, hey, you want to read the. Uh... Hack, hack, the Zoe Thorogood one? Yeah. Thorogood Hack Slash. That'll, that'll give read, us plen- that plenty one. of uh, materials stuff to read. Yeah. Hack Slash Zoe Thorogood. I didn't write any of these down, so you'll have to send me the list. Yeah. 
We have Hackslash, Interstellar Dust, Love Story, Haunted House, Red Room, number four, Gru, number three, Planet Comics, and Faust, number eight. All right. Plenty of stuff to get started on. I think I'm going to have to go to the storage unit for two of them. All right. Sounds like a plan. Anything you wanted that you watched over this that you want to mention? Yeah, I watched, and I can't remember if you might have talked about it on the show or how it got on my radar, but I watched uh, the movie Talk to Me. Faust number seven. Okay, talk to me. Did that come me. from you? Talk to me? What was this one? Because it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, I don't know where it came from then. It's about this, uh, these like high school kids who get this hand. It's like a ceramic hand, like in a handshaking position. And if you grab the hand and say, talk to me. This is a horror thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a horror. You'll like see like a dead person. And then if you say something else, they say the spirit will go into your body and you can keep it there for like, I can't remember how long it was, 90 seconds or whatever. And then you have to let go of the hand. No, I haven't seen that. And when you go under, like you lose control of your body basically. And the, the spirit takes over. And of course everything goes to shit <laughs> it was really good. it was good I, I i enjoyed it that was a good one i saw basic instinct again because i started reading the comic book and i i didn't remember uh, a lot of it refresh your memory yeah wasn't the comic just the movie or is it a no it's a continued sequel okay it's a sequel uh, I saw Renfield. That was with um, okay. Nicolas Cage and the guy who plays the Beast in yeah. X-Men. Yeah, I want to see that one. That was good. That was on, I think, NBC Peacock. I liked that one a lot. Might have been on Prime, too. I don't remember. But um, it's kind of like a comedy slash horror Okay. Like, I think it's meant to be funny, but it's not too funny. But it's more like uh, Renfield wanting to to change his life and not be a slave anymore. Okay. It's a. I actually started watching. Uh, what's it called? Is it called What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, is that or a the... World War One or World War Two? No, that's a vampire. It's a vampire comedy. Oh, that's comedy. A, a FX comedy. Yeah. Is that good? They, it is. It, it, it's interesting because what they do with the <coughs> concept, because the concept is basically there's these, it follows these three vampires who've been, you know, around forever and them trying to exist in the real world, in the, you know, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's some of the concepts they explore are pretty interesting. It's, it's funny. I'm liking it. Okay, I watched, uh, I finished Star Wars Rebels Season 3, which I'm glad I did, because we started watching Ah Ahsoka, and 
it was like it, it almost feels like a continuation of the cartoon like ahsoka but in the timeline it's not which is very confusing mm. because the way i understand it is uh star wars rebels happens before uh a new hope so then you have the Star Wars trilogy, and then you have Mandalorian, and then you have Ahsoka, and uh, the time jump is like it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense if you if you watch the cartoon, and I I don't know if any any listeners want to fill me in like what I could be missing, but the fact that that general now has a kid and it's the kid of Canaan. Um, that confused me. The way, the whole whale thing and the, um, trying to find Ezra that, that made sense, but the timeline didn't. So like, I, I think in order to appreciate Ahsoka, like I think anybody that doesn't watch the cartoon could follow it. But I think in order to appreciate the characters that are in the Rebels, to like understand who they are and what they did and why they mean so much to each other, you need to watch the cartoon or you're not going to get shit out of the Ahsoka. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And then I just watched a lot of... Uh, like I said, Dobie Gillis and shows I've already watched. And I already talked about The Beekeeper. So I didn't watch as much TV as you think I would when I'm sick. But I watched a lot more stuff yeah, I had nothing already but watched. Time. Yeah. I don't like to exercise my brain at all. So like new material is out the door when I'm sick. Yeah. I finished watching The Haunting of... Bly Manor. Oh, did you finish and, watching the other one though? Um, one? Berlin. No, that, that's what I'm continuing on now. Oh, okay. It's because I was watching. I was in the middle <coughs> of Bly Manor, and I and then you then switched. I, then I watched Berlin episode one, but I said, "Oh man, I gotta finish, finish that." Bly Manor. Bly Manor, and I don't recommend it. I would say don't watch it. It's not worth it. It'll just suck suck uh, the energy and soul out of your body and never return it. I think if you're a completist of that guy that's telling the stories, though, you have that's to. The, the, that's the only reason you'd want to watch it. Yeah. It didn't go. Any, it didn't go anywhere. It was like I was hoping that there was gonna be a good payoff. It's like watching Antichrist and there's no payoff at the end. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it was uh, Rob's least favorite for sure. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It just no. It like some of the char- the characters are interesting, but the story just does, it never really goes anywhere. Mm. So there's no big payoff, and it just kind of even even goes beyond the climax to follow the characters afterwards for a little while, and you're like, come on, just I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It was not a very good climax, and yes, uh, don't watch it. Pass, just pass. Unless you're a completist. Pass. And you have the time, yeah. That's my recommendation. I did also, I watched the first episode of the Hannah TV show. Wait, is it oh. Hannah? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 
I'm is that a, good? I'm a, I think I'm, yeah, I liked it. Well, it's got it's got Joel Kinnaman and <coughs> Murray Enos in it, who I love. So both from the killing. Oh, I started exercising again finally yesterday, and and I started um, Zorro, the the one from Spain. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, and that was okay. pretty good. So that's a TV show. So I, I don't know how many episodes there are, but that's kind of what my exercise uh, show is. Again, I watch it in the mode you don't like, which is dubbed oh, English. Yeah, English dubbed. I have to do that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do it. The dub on this one is is nowhere near as good as Money Heist, though. Like yeah. I, I, I I found the Money Heist dub once you get used to their voices. It it is like they're those voices they got, they are got very, good good actors. Yeah, they were actually like yeah. good voices, like to play the voices of the characters. Where the dub on the Zorro isn't as good, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. And I like Zorro, so. I mean, that is a book that I I would like to cover if we could throw one more in there. Is the new Zorro book by Sean Gordon Murphy? Did I get it? Oh, I'm sure I did. Do I have it? That's the question. Oh, uh, you should have it it's, by it's next time. Ne- yeah, it's in my next shipment, so I should have it. Maybe. What? When do does yours usually arrive? The second week in the next month. Or how does it? Yeah, it depends. Let me see. Well, this yeah, this is a weird one because like the first and the second are the end, and third are the end of this week. So I might get it next week, but I'll probably get it the second week in Jan- February. Ooh, you know what? We're gonna get two as another savage dragon, like triple sized. Yeah, I think that's, that's that my should next be coming one. in your next shipment too. So we'll save those two for the next time, not not this coming time. Yeah, we have enough this It'll time. It'll give you Yeah, we got enough. Any other TV you want to mention? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I should be back into the swing of things, but I think the next time we record then I'm going to Hawaii the following week, so. Ooh. Yeah. That's right, you mentioned that. Going to be in Hawaii for the first time. Society of the Snow, she says, to watch. I don't. He doesn't want to watch an airplane crash and people <laughs> eating each other. What's it called? Society of Snow? It's based, on, it's based on those soccer players or that team that crashed. Oh, the, yeah. That's yeah. on the Netflix. Barb said it's really good. If you want to watch that. If you're into people eating, if you're into cannibalism. Yeah. Oh, it's a movie. Uh, I think it's a TV show. Is it a TV show? A movie? It's a movie. Yeah, it looks like a movie. They've had several movies about that. I thought this they had. This has got to like, be like the third iteration. Yeah, this this looks like a foreign one. Yeah, this one. That's yeah, probably dubbed. <laughs> I'll have to watch the not the the non-dubbed, non-dubbed ones, yeah. Because you, you're so multilingual that 
you could just like stare right. away and know everything that they're fan. saying. That's pretty cool because you could watch all languages. You're, you know, every single language there is. I do. I can. I can literally watch any lang a movie in any language as long as they have English subtitles. I can do it. Yeah. It's a gift I have. A gift of reading. <laughs> it's like reading a comic book but on the screen it's fantastic do you find that sometimes it's too fast or no uh not usually i mean sometimes if, if i mean i have show i have closed caption for everything and the only time hmm. that i've ever found closed caption to not work too much for me is comedies because they're usually like fast. and it's it's like yeah. a sitcom it's like too fast to read sometimes yeah. but i can usually I don't, hear pretty yeah. well i i no, i haven't noticed an issue i mean if if there were it would happen more with foreign stuff where i because the english stuff you're also hearing it so yeah you're processing it two ways but you gotta yeah, get back on that berlin man yeah that i'm gonna i will be once I, on Monday, I will because I did like I did enjoy the first episode. All right, well, I think we could wrap this bad boy up. All right. Uh, you've been listening to Geek Brunch podcast. You can find us at geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can find Bill at. X and uh, Blue Sky, where he spends most of his time posting on Blue Sky now, and uh, at DBM00, and I'm at Mike Myers Brunch on both of those sites. Uh, I like talking to Bill on Bill's Blue Sky because that's where he posts almost everything. He's very engaged on that site, and uh, I jumped in with both feet. As they yeah. Say. <laughs> You're a prolific poster over there. I um, am. I think I'm in the top ten of comics journalists. On let, a, let me search and see if I can find guy. you over there and see what post you had. I think uh, only Gail Simone has more posts than I do. I can't even find you over there. What do I have to search for to find a person? At... I am set to private. We should mention that too. But I'm I'm follow. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Let's see. I don't remember what my latest was. Oh, this is the, the the latest one is really big because it's like <laughs> I'm really intrigued by this new Winnie the Pooh book. The preview looks great. There that you go. True. I did order the new Winnie the Pooh book. I didn't know there was a new Winnie the Pooh book. There is. I mentioned it on Blue Sky. If you follow me on Blue Sky, yeah, you'd, have, I... uh, you'd have seen that. Why is there Winnie the Pooh with a penis? What is this? It's a it's a, it's the adult version of Winnie it's the Pooh. It's the adult version. <laughs> no, this is an all ages Winnie the Pooh. And the Win, Winnie the Pooh did go into uh Public domain. Uh, public domain. Seems like that public domain stuff is just fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I think that we're we're starting to see 
new new things join the public domain. Oh shit! I forgot. I read. Uh, <laughs> I finally read. Where is it? Uh, the not so golden age number one and two, <coughs> which I know you have read long ago. Not so golden age. That's the one where there's the golden age public domain heroes living in a, a trailer park. Oh, how did you get a hold of that? I think I paid for this on. I think they were Kickstarters. I, the, I got them. I don't know from their site or whatever later. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that art a lot, and I like the, the I like the story in the second one better than the story in the first one. The story in the second one: some hipsters move into the trailer park in their uh, tiny homes. <laughs> <laughs> and their secret mission was they wanted to there's one of the characters is like the brain is it called like the, the brainless robot or something like that mm -hmm. and they're trying they're trying to figure out how his brain works and communicates with the robot because they wanted to steal the technology but in this issue the, the the brainless robot is also a drunk like he pours alcohol right into so he's like a robot with on wheels with a, a canister on top with liquid and the brains floating in the liquid. He, he pours alcohol right into his liquid. <laughs> so his brain can absorb the alcohol and he's, he gets super drunk and falls over and his brain falls out on the ground and then goes, goes missing. So that's the, this issue is about them trying to find the brain of the robot. Nice. <laughs> I like, I remember this, Vaguely, but I remember liking it quite yeah, a bit. It, it, it was it was pretty humorous. But uh, just to Good. Uh, go ahead. One other thing I wanted to mention is I got in my last shipment. I got the current issue of uh, I don't know what it, is it Alter Ego and Back Issue maybe. Yeah, or those one, are the titles. One is about like '80s comics, and the other one is about. Is it novelty comics? Oh yeah, I have that one. I I haven't and read it yet. both of those, yet. I flipped through them. Man, they look so good, especially the novelty one. I'm like so excited to to tap into to that. Read through that, yeah. I think it's I think I think I'm taking history. a couple of those type of books onto the plane with me because they're light. And yeah, that's the, a good idea. The, the density of material is intense. Like yeah, there's no I, there, there's no way even on a a trip there and back i could finish one of those yeah because it just oh, it's, so, it's packed so packed full of information yeah and the I'll, only trouble with reading on the plane is you can't jump online and search for some of these issues <laughs> that they mentioned yeah which might be a good thing but novelty ones probably not going to be cheap they're golden age so yeah all that stuff yeah i mean they're they're probably not horribly expensive but they're probably high double digits and horrible grade to triple digits and good decent condition mm -hmm. yeah i don't even know yeah before we started here i was reading exo man of war by clunan and liam sharp i'm getting okay. back into the valiant stuff again now that they're uh, starting to come out they're uh, pumping out a lot of freaking material, that's for sure. Uh, they're pumping now... a lot. All their stuff's like, 
they're bringing out a lot of thicker collection not collection but a, but a lot of one shots too yeah like thicker i think this new previews had some uh interesting stuff for sure Yeah, I'm happy that they're doing it. I, I don't know if they're successful or not because I don't hear anybody talking too much about it. But Yeah, we'll see. They made... Because Alien Comics is also pu publishing some non-Valiant comics as well. So Yeah, and they're getting see. into the manga again too. Yeah. I did not order the Brit Britannia one-shot. I did. I did not order the live wire one shot. I was tempted by both though. Well, they are a high price point, so I can twelve ninety nine. I can uh, see why. Yeah. I get it. Why do I not find alien books in here? They're hard to find now. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to find anything in previews now because <laughs> I don't know if it's in like the the beginning section or there's like a middle section or the back section or Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, this one has a new Punk Mambo. I am going to get Punk Mambo cuz I love Punk Mambo by Peter Milligan and Andre Pence and We'll be getting a bat. They have the new Bloodshot number 2. And a, a book called Darks, which is about the ma Master Dark and his sister. I saw that. I'm going to get that too. Fred Van Lente. That should be a good one. Expensive though, Bill. Twelve ninety nine. I know. I know. And then the Exo Man of War hardcover. And they they they've been pumping out. I I just hope they are having some success because. I don't want them to die. Like I don't want. It seems like yeah. they got this momentum going, and I I want to see them succeed. Well, maybe if they fail, it'll be our opportunity to buy Valiant. <laughs> no, what? But not me. Oh, to buy the company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll become the, the next Dinesh. <laughs> I say, if you want this issue, you have to do all of these secret things. <laughs> That's right. To get it. And there's only one copy. Yeah. You have to send me the final issue of Faust. You have to go on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> we we could have them pick all the issues we need. We need to finish like, grips, and they're really hard like, to find. So send us these grips, and we'll send you the next few issues of Valiant Comics. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we'll print this. Stuff. We'll print these. We'll be printing the Valiant comics, but the only way to get them is to fill in holes in our. <coughs> That's right. <laughs> How bad do you want it? That's that's what we have to say. That's funny. All right. Well, we can right. wrap this one up and tie a bow in it, and we'll be back next time. I'm gonna oh. probably get started on this reading material because I'm usually falling behind and I, I think this times i was god i wish i would have known i had the i didn't have that exciting comic because i would have at least got it digitally you know yeah so you i could read it but I, I was reading that issue bill and i was like really confused like i, I was like is my memory really gotten yeah, that's this why bad when you were talking about it at first you're like 
bunch of new characters and I didn't know what's going on. I'm like, I don't remember having any trouble understanding anything. Yeah. <laughs> I really had a hard time. It was it was I bad. I was like, what issue did you read? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I read those on time. Like, I was ready for the show. So I was mm-hmm. already starting to feel kind of sick. And I was, like, reading. And I, I truthfully, it affects my reading. Like, it does. When I'm not sure. like all of sound yeah, and mind and body. Got a little foggy brain going yeah, on. Yeah, I have like a foggy brain as it is. So, because <laughs> I, I, I came back like yesterday. Yesterday was the first day where I was like really wanting to read stuff. And um, I, I had read some stuff before it. Like I, I started New Warriors and I started the Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the, mm-hmm. the Valentino stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been really enjoying those. But other than that, I hadn't been reading, and I read like this King Kong and this Tarzan, and I finished Mal- Maleficent, and uh, I finished Creed, and that was all good stuff. Like I, I liked them all. So, cool. I think it was because I was in the mood too. Like it was just hitting the right. Yeah, that helps. That yeah. Helps. All right, we'll talk to you soon, and have a good week at work, man. Are right, you? H- too. Hang in there. All right. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye.